The mortal Jean Grey is no more. I am fire made flesh, power incarnate. I am the dark phoenix. Jean, no! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I am your host, Travis. And I am Xavier. For maybe the last time? I don't know, in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've we've made it to the end of the uh, X-Men franchise. After, the, what, The XCU? Years? Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, we've covered damn near every movie in this franchise. The main from the main line, yeah. Um, <laughs> we did it's in our archives. We did a big two part episode. Uh, the first part covering the first. It was just the first three movies, right? And then the second episode covered the like, next first, four. I don't even remember. I know we did a focus one on Apocalypse, and that was a lot of fun. We like went to go see yeah. it, came right home, and recorded it. Yeah. Uh, so this is gonna be sort of in the same vein as that one, I think. Yeah, because that that part two, that one, it was everything up. I think Days of Future Past had just come out, and then we ended that episode on Days of Future Past. So, yeah, first class. It was first class. Um, We've covered pretty much all. Yeah, all of those, and then (laughs) Apocalypse was its own thing. Yeah. So um, that was deserved special attention. (laughs) (laughs) And this one, you might argue, deserves some special attention too. Uh, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And uh, that's what we're going to do in this episode. We're going to cover, I want to say X-Men Dark Phoenix, but it's not even X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's just Dark Phoenix. Hmm. Because... Did we already cover this one? Seems like we did. (laughs) Did we already cover an X-Men Dark Phoenix movie? I think we did. Uh, It was a while back. Yeah. uh... Yeah. No, but it it, it still seems like we already covered this. You know, a a superhero movie with a shape-shifting alien race and an unlikable female lead who's discovering her brand new cosmic powers. Are you sure we didn't cover that like a couple months ago? I am getting a sense of deja vu. (laughs) Something very familiar about all this. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just to clarify, we are not talking about Captain Marvel uh, in in this episode. We'll be talking about Dark Phoenix. Sans, uh, the we are not talking about Captain Marvel. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Gotta hate her. <laughs> she uh, doesn't want to. She doesn't hear what we have to say. Anymore, so. <laughs> yeah. So, before we get into the, the actual movie itself, um, what do you think about the fact that uh, they marketed this movie without the X Men title, like the X Men, like the the name X Men? Um, do you think that like hurt people seeing it or, or no. affected anybody? I mean, it, it, that would have been minuscule by now. Like I said, the, the franchise is nearly twenty years old at this point. X Men One came out in two thousand. Yeah, um, people know these actors. You know, McAvoy and Fassbender and them a lot have been playing them for 
better part of a decade as well. Eh, I think it's got a pretty good brand recognition. I don't think not having the word X-Men. And I think in some foreign countries it was marketed as X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, foreign country. Yeah, overseas it was X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, just... so uh, no, that that didn't worry me at all. Well, one of the reasons I was I was thinking about that was because just seeing the, the numbers of the first opening weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you want to put that on? Are you a Fox executive? It was because we didn't use X-Men. Not that the movie was terrible. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Um, if it was terrible, it, we wouldn't have known that until after the first weekend. You know, so. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like nobody. Um, probably. I would assume so. But uh, anyway, it, off of. A, well, I mean, just leading up to it, a. Dark Phoenix again, like we've seen this already. Yeah. And then B, Sophie Turner was the focus. And personally, I've never been a big fan of hers. And then we were just coming off this really disappointing disappointing season of Game of Thrones. So her mm-hmm. stock was kind of at an all-time low to begin with. Was it ever uh, really high, though? Um, <laughs> I I don't know. To other people, some people really love her. Some, some people think to, she's great. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I'm just saying, like, if you don't know Game of Thrones or... Really, game well, really only Game of Thrones. If you don't know it from that, I mean, who gives a sh- like who who? What's a Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner, like, I, I wouldn't know who she is. Maisie but. Williams, BFF, I guess. I yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, the opening weekend came out to thirty three million off of a two hundred million dollar budget. I mean, that's not counting a hundred plus million for for marketing. Everything. Yeah. This, this movie's yeah. this is gonna lose money actually. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. And to go out on a whimper like this 20-year mm-hmm. franchise. And, you know, I got some love for this franchise. Some hate, some meh. Mm-hmm. You know, there was good ones. There was bad ones. Yeah. It's never been my favorite of all franchises. It's just I got a lot of love for X-Men. And I don't I don't want to see them go out like this. <laughs> not, not like this. Not like this. Uh, <laughs> you know... I'm not as big of a fan of Logan as everybody else was. But that would have been a great way to end this to end this franchise. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. That 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 cross on a grave as an X. It's like the X franchise is is done. It's dead. It's we're done. You know that would have been a great capper to it. Yeah, I agree. Just, um, just leave it alone. Just eat that two hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> protect um, your franchise. But hey, it's not their franchise anymore, so what do they care? If they're going to... I guess they figure, fuck it. You know, Who cares how we go out? If, if we can make some money, let's make some money. And they released it. And now they're going to lose money. Let me ask you, like, who... In this, you know, because from the time they made it to the time it got released, it's it started off at Fox, and now it's Disney, pretty much. So who really took that loss? Was that a Fox losing that money, or is that Disney losing that money? I'm going to say... Uh, I well, I have no idea, but I would guess Fox. Hmm. I mean, they produced it, yeah. and if the movie made any profit, it, they would be the one to recoup the profit. So I'm gonna say Dis- I'm gonna say Fox. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Like, if I Disney I... had any like pull or any say in it, I think they would have just squashed it. <laughs> Maybe so. You're they seem wrong. to know what they're doing. They seem to know when a movie's good or bad, and and yeah. uh, well. Uh, Marvel Studios seems to know it's good or bad. When I say Disney, because Lucasfilm <laughs> doesn't know their asshole from their ear hole. <laughs> so, but Marvel seems to know. Ken Feige seems to know a good movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think he probably would have squashed it if he had to say so. But Especially if he saw the script. 
Uh, there was a script? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, it was I thought changing. they just made it up on the day. <laughs> I think they did. Uh, they said that they were like da- there were daily changes uh, yeah. during production. Simon Kinsberg just like, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, let's start there. Uh, Simon Kinberg, he, uh, he directed this film, but he was also behind the first Dark Phoenix movie, which was uh, Last Stand. He wrote that one. Yeah, he wrote Last Stand. He wrote... A few of these. He wrote uh, mm-hmm. Days of Future Past. He wrote Apocalypse. Um, he's so, yeah. he's been a big writer in Hollywood. Yeah. He's written some pretty big movies. He also wrote Fan Four Stick. Um, <laughs> but he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as a director, he's pretty brand new. He's he only did like one episode of this brand new Twilight reboot for television, and now Dark Phoenix was going to be his his big feature film debut as a director. So uh, the were what from what I've read. Um, you know, the cast from, well, the first class people that were been around, like your Jennifer Lawrence and your Fassbender and your McAvoy, these guys, they had a three picture deal, right? And it ended with Apocalypse, or yeah, it ended with Apocalypse. Um, and during Apocalypse, Simon Kinberg, he was assisting, like, like directing, like the, not the main stuff, but I'm drawing a blank on it. He was like an AD or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he was, thank you. He was directing some bits of the movie. Um, and then oh, when like the, time... the second unit stuff, like cars driving down the road, yeah. things like that. That the main director's like, I don't got time to film a car driving, you know. Yeah. That's what the AD does. <laughs> yeah, so he was film. he was directing that kind of stuff. And with, like you were saying, with his history of at least writing these movies, um, when the time came, um, they said they were going to do one more movie with Kinberg directing and then the cast re- all signed up for one more movie. So, so he sounds like a likable guy. Yeah. That's cool. Good for yeah. him. <laughs> um, and yeah. And going back, like he's had, he has history with this franchise. So, you know, name value alone, you would think that, Hey, this could work out in a way. <laughs> and yeah. The guy who wrote last stand in apocalypse is doing it. So you know it's going to be good. <laughs> uh, Maybe there's a loyalty factor in there just by itself. But okay, well, uh, do you want to get? Do you want to finally dive into the into the meat of this, which is the movie itself? Oh yeah, because we're going to have fun with this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right off the bat, no uh, zooming through a cerebro opening. No, uh, mm-hmm. you know, do do do. That is the staple of this franchise. Right. Uh, Where'd that go? I, I kind of like when that didn't happen. It was like, oh, it was like when the first Lucasfilm Star Wars and they didn't have the twentieth box. Like, dun, 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 like, oh, I can't find that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We did get the little narration though. Instead of uh, Professor Xavier talking about evolution, it was Sophie Turner talking about evolution. She does. She does that mutation. Yeah, well, it's not about mutation itself, but it was like a thing about evolution. Oh, but they should have done that one. The one that, because it was Xavier in the first movie, it was right. Gene in the second movie, you know. Yeah. It's allowed, you know, a single-celled organism to become the, that would have mm-hmm. been cool. That would have been a nice capper since the film, since the saga, the franchise opened with it in 2000 to end mm-hmm. it with it in 2019. Yeah. Uh, every few hundred millennia, you know, it leaps forward. That would have been cool. But no, instead it just opens with like a space shuttle and it and it just is like 1992. Which, if you're keeping track, it's been nine years now. 
in their timeline <laughs> since uh, Apocalypse. Right. So nine years have passed, and, and all these actors, you have an edge today. Uh, <laughs> they all look like, don't even bother putting like a little bit of a Reed Richards gray in their hair <laughs> in Beast hair or Minion. No, they haven't aged a fucking day. I mean, what what do you take for? Uh, anyways, I don't get yeah, this decade jump. Like just by thing. just by itself, like Beast, he's supposed to be like because he was in the he was in first class, right? So that was in the sixty, that was 63, 64, something like that. So uh, when was the Cuban Missile Crisis? Sixty-three, right? Sixty-two. Sure, dude, you know that. I was about to say, like, wow, you know that. I was. <laughs> I have I'm, no idea. <laughs> I pulled that out of my ass, dude. I don't know. Um, so we're talking about at least a good thirty years. Yeah, and if he was, even if he was a genius and he was like in his late teens at the time, he'd still right. be like late forties, right. fifty. Yeah. <laughs> and Magneto. Okay. Magneto is supposed to be a Holocaust survivor, right? <laughs> and in the 90s, he looks like Michael Fassbender, okay? I, I, I'm younger than Michael Fassbender. I don't even look as good as Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I mean, so, and, and also, you're going to mean that if you look at Michael Fassbender's movie, that means in like seven years, he's going to look like Ian McKellen did in X-Men 1. Like, whoa, he's in for some rough times. <laughs> he's in for some rough seven years if he's going to turn into Ian McKellen in like seven years. Yeah. Oh. But um wait, does this open with the space shuttle or does it open with that flashback of it was a, as a it, kid? Yeah, open up it opened up in uh, nineteen seventy five. Yeah. Seventy five. You're right, you're right. Because I remember in the theater like doing math. Okay, like oh, that makes her this old, that makes her this old. <laughs> like oh, I was thinking, how old is Sophie Turner supposed to be in this movie from seventy five, nineteen ninety two? And she was like, I was nine years old or something. She says it to her dad how old she is. The math oh, is right. out there if you're so inclined to do it, I, I forgot it. But she's learning her powers, and she, like, uses her burgeoning new powers to change the radio station or put her mom to sleep, whatever. Basically, she causes a car crash that kills her right. parents. and uh, So she thinks. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, But it, this is important because we see that she can create, like, a telekinetic airbag or shield <laughs> or something. Because she comes out of it without a bruise. Right. But her parents are dead. And then, you know, Charles... Meets her in the hospital and, and offers to offers her a place at the school, and you know what? This is okay. I'm actually gonna say something positive about this movie. Mm-hmm. There's that scene where he gives her the pen. He's like, "Take this pen. It's a gift." Now, what you do with this is up to you. You can draw a work of art, or you can stab someone in the eye with it. But what? But if you want to do good things with it, I can help you learn to do that. Okay. At this point in this franchise, or just in life. You know, we've seen this fresh, young, new mutant, and they're being offered a place at the school. We've seen it a thousand times in the books, in the cartoons, in the films. This was a pretty good one. I kind of mm-hmm. really loved that metaphor. It was something a, a kid could understand about the pen. He even says it. This pen is a gift. Now you have a gift. What do you want to do with it? I can. Mm-hmm. T- I, I was like, wow, that was pretty well written. <laughs> yeah. I bought that. I, I dug that. I was... I was almost hopeful for a little while. <laughs> That's a pretty good scene. I won't begrudge him that. I liked it. So far, so good. Let's see if we can keep it up. <laughs> well, from there, we get um, keep it up. the opening, like, I guess the opening credits, I guess. Um, then we cut to 1992 with the Endeavor shuttle uh, launching. Um, sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then and then something blows up and they're like, Houston, we have a problem. Okay. I gotta I gotta imagine there's gotta be some rule at NASA that says you never say that. <laughs> Just don't say that, okay? Tom Hanks owns that like, okay, well, okay, in this timeline, Tom Hanks won't won't say it for four more years. But even still, NASA people know Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe I'm just getting. <laughs> that was a bit nitpicky. That was a that was a bit nitpicky. There. That was a bit trying to tug at my. Uh, ooh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what that means. That means trouble. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's trouble in the, in space. Uh, the space shuttle, because they lose contact with them. That's what it is. And um, so now, problem number one for me. They have a bat phone to. <laughs> <laughs> not even so, a, it's, that's not that's not even a joke like they really have it and it even it's a phone with an x on it with a direct line <laughs> like it's literally they literally have themselves an x phone yeah direct line to the president which um i gotta say when did this happen like uh, it's been nobody, nine years so you yeah, can argue a lot of shit's gone down yeah i guess but uh that begs the question why have these decade jumps in between movies so you can Always. invent like oh invent shit like now the president and the x-men are copacetic <laughs> man yeah okay in this world the x-men are so fucking accepted that yeah. when the shit hits the fan the president is first though is like get me the x-men <laughs> like <laughs> like old school 60s commissioner gordon like we have problems no let me not use my police force or all the things at my disposal let me call batman no he's like let me call the x-men and then like <laughs> Wow, movie, you just like eliminated the essential conflict that is the entire X-Men saga. The mutants are persecuted and hated. I guess that's just done. Is, are we done with that? Yeah, I was I was confused about that. Until um, a bit later on where he has a conversation with Mystique and he says that it, he's balancing the it's a very delicate balance to keep them on our side or some whatever he was saying like he basically that doesn't he alluded, make sense i mean yeah he's got a phone to the president it's got to be kind of rock solid if that's the case and and okay and it's not just that the president like maybe it's a clandestine thing that he uses them and nobody knows about it mm-hmm. that at least could be understood if not condoned but as the x-men are getting ready to take off to go save the astronauts people there's like uh, uh news footage Mm-hmm. Of of the X Men, and it's like from all over the world, they're reporting that the X Men are going to go save the day. It's like the sweet the X Men, the X Okay, God, that was like really racist, but it's like the whole world, X The whole world is like, yay, the X Men are going to save the day. Like, okay, that right there, like, upped it to a different level than mm-hmm. just the president has this clandestine group of mutants or something yeah yeah if that was the case like they were x-factor or something like a group working for the government mm-hmm. 90s x-factor i'm sure that they had many iteration but no they're celebrated world-class heroes at this point yeah wow okay that's <laughs> unlike anything we've seen again what happened between these two movies uh anyway um yeah so it was kind of cool to see the the, the 90s style x-jet again I'll give him that. Whoa, okay. First off, the X-Jet. When did we stop calling it the Blackbird? Why is it the X- When did it become the X-Jet? Have we ever called it the Blackbird in the movies? It's the fucking Blackbird. Why are we always calling it the X-Jet? I know it's been called both. Um... You just called it the X-Jet. <laughs> it's the fucking Blackbird, people. That made me mad. 
<laughs> it's, well, it's always kind of made me mad. But okay, so the X-Jet, right, goes into space. So let me get this straight. In 1992, <laughs> the X-Men have a jet. And it's like the size of like, you know, most Lear jets. Not few, not very big, but right. it can travel up into outer space with just whatever fuel it's got in its tank and then get home to Earth safely with still enough fuel in its tank that you can still make it to work the next day. But if this technology exists, then why the fuck is NASA still spending millions and millions of dollars on huge-ass space shuttles and risking astronauts' lives? You know how much fuel... You know how much it costs just in fuel to send a space shuttle into space? A lot. Oh, yeah. I don't know either, <laughs> but I, I'm assuming it's a fucking lot. Maybe that's why people hate the mutants, because they're hoarding this crazy technology <laughs> that still won't exist in 2019. <laughs> I mean, they've got well, spaceships. They've hold, literally hold got on. spaceships. Hold, hold on. Devil's advocate here. Oh, God. There was a there was a scene of them going in the, in the hangar, you know, boarding the jet. And, oh, before that, even, Beast was talking to Professor X, and he asked Beast if it would hold up. And he was like... I don't know. <laughs> like they knew that this was a risky assignment because he didn't, they didn't know if the jet would actually make it or not. So they addressed it in the movie, I guess. But it did make it. So, yeah. So they it's have like, the tech, they have the technology. We can make you better. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, like, oh, this oh, one, be, one more at thing. Least in the first, hold on. At least in the first movie, when they're talking about how badass their X-Jet is, you know, if they, what about uh, Radar? You know, if they have anything in, that can track our jet, they deserve to catch us. At least that movie is, like, in the not-so-distant future. Yeah. So you could just say, oh, then they have advanced... Mm-hmm. This takes place, like, 20, uh, 1990, 1992. Yeah. And it's a world where, obviously, space shuttles still exist because it's in the... <laughs> But it's a vital part of the scene. So to be like, oh my god, the space shuttle needs rescuing. Let's take our futuristic, super advanced spaceship to go rescue the space shuttle. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. It don't make no sense. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, we, we overlooked the, <laughs> the wonderful, uh, charismatic... Jennifer Lawrence talking to Jean Grey in the hangar with, uh, you know, as Mystique, just looking bored as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, she checked out of this franchise a long time ago. She wanted out a long time ago, and I think think the the Hunger Games ended, and she realized, like, oh shit, like, I don't have any money coming in, Mm -hmm. so I'll stick around with X-Men for a while longer, but she phoned it in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For the last couple movies. Yeah. Um... Oh, and uh, also, but the uh, X Jet I wanted to say is not not only is it like in the '90s, but did you notice like everything's lit up all like the back of the seats had a big like glowing X's on the back of all the seats. <laughs> I and, did notice uh, that. <laughs> yeah, uh, little neon blues to go along with the X phone X on the dial pad. Yeah, there's a lot of X's on everything. Yeah. There's like okay, uh, okay, so like their uniforms now. Hmm. Are just like blue with like a yellow X across the chest, and right. everybody wears the same uniform. Now this franchise has always sort of been—they um, never wanted to embrace the colorful outfits that the X Men wear. You know, well, right. what would you in the first movie they wore just black leather? Mm-hmm. And what would you what would you recommend? Uh, yellow spandex? You know? Yeah. They even mocked the comic book <laughs> uniforms, right? 
Yeah. And then at the end of Apocalypse, at the end of the movie, we get that one shot where they're all sort of wearing the, like, the comic accurate mm-hmm. costumes. And, you know, for all the flaws that movie had, it was, it was kind of cool to see Cyclops with his, like, tri-belt chest Yeah, that thing, thing that he was... <laughs> you know, and, 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 and Nightcrawler's got the red in his costume and everything, and, and Mystique has, like, that white-blue thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that kind of looks like their 90s Jim Lee-ish kind of counterpart costumes. Yeah. And then this movie just ditches it again and then chickens out and mm-hmm. gives them really boring-looking generic costumes. Yeah. And I was... Um, I, obviously we saw that in all the trailers and stuff about the costumes and the movie starts off like that. And again, there was a scene, they tried to explain it, um, they did. that they're trying to be public friendly. So they wanted all them to appear as a team, as a unit. So that's why they have those, those particular X-Men suits. But, uh, I really uh, wanted to s- like, you can't tell they're a team. I mean, they're all walking to this. They're all getting off the space shuttle after rescuing them. I mean, you could tell that even if they had matching... Co- Half of them are fucking blue. You can't even... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> between Mystique and Beast and Nightcrawler. Like, half the team is fucking blue anyway. You can't tell they're a team. You need co- Are we that stupid as American people? <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm not, I, everybody gets one. I'm not ready to give them another one apologetic uh, thing yet. I'm going to hit them on everything. <laughs> so the space shuttle's... It's spinning crazy out of control on its mm-hmm. axis. It's like like it's spinning like a seventy four year old woman being rescued from a copter in Arizona. It's uh, very topical. Yeah, it's, it's like a week ago, but yeah, but yeah. There's like no yaw control on this shuttle. So because everybody needs to have something to do, Cyclops gets to like shoot at it through this specially made stick your eye hole in here. Like you're on top of the Empire State, and you put a quarter, you stick your eyes in, and it's right. like, pew, but it shoots lasers, because he needs something to do. Nightcrawler and Quicksilver jump over. Quicksilver, like, unzips everybody or something. Thankfully, we we get a, a very brief Quicksilver scene. No musical cues needed for this one. Mm. Which they rescue all the crew, yeah. They rescue the crew, and Mystique, who I guess is, like, the leader now, because why else would she go up? Because what is shape-shifting abilities going to do in space? How would that help? What are you doing with a gun in space? But uh, I guess because she's the leader, she has to be there. She's like, we're going to get out of here. Just like she told Jean, if there's any trouble, I'm going to get us out of here. So she's like, let's get out of here. But Charles like pulls rank and insists they go back for their for the, for the NASA commander or whatever. Yeah. So Nightcrawler, like, oh, first off, Quicksilver, like, puts a, a like a helmet and duct tape and, like, really suits up Nightcrawler. But didn't they already go over there without space helmets the first time around? They weren't so. wearing anything. I don't think they were. They weren't. I thought they were. They weren't. I had to go back because I thought about this. I was like, why is he suiting them up now? And then he's not wearing anything. And then he, he goes over there with Jean, and then Jean isn't wearing anything. She's, right. she's got no protection. But she's like rebuilding the spaceship. She's like sucking it into itself and rebuilding it, which means it's exposed. So how is she breathing? Or, is, or does her power give her the... A, a telekinetic force well, bubble that also creates oxygen. You you said it earlier. Yeah, the the telekinetic uh, shield that also creates she, oxygen. I, I, well, it's a shield for her, so she can breathe within it. Yeah, it'll deflect so. glass in a car accident. But how is she breathing? She's holding her breath. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she can't just pull air out of out of with her space. Uh, I don't know. The, and maybe <laughs> and, and and to go back to your your first it don't make no sense. <laughs> Um, to go back to your first one was 
if they didn't actually suit up the first time they jumped over to that other ship is because there wasn't uh, imminent danger. Uh, they got the crew out, and then that's when Xavier was like, no, we got, we have to go back and get that one guy, even though Mystique was trying to get out of there. I so, think it's because the guy was in the back, and the back wasn't protected, maybe. Something like and that. That's and why and he, it was, they had less time. It was, and that's why he yeah. rigged up Nightcrawler, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I'll give, all right, everybody gets one. <laughs> I'll give you that one. But yeah, you're right, they're in imminent danger from what? A fucking space cloud! <laughs> Yay, we've never seen one of these in a... Hundred people surveyed. Number one answer: a fucking space cloud. Yes, <laughs> it's not as bad as one we saw in Silver Surfer or Green Lantern or Thor: The Dark World. This space cloud has a fire in it. <laughs> yeah, so like Jane consumes it, and how does she wind up back into the X Men shuttle? I don't remember how that happened. Um, I think didn't Nightcrawler go get her? I I I just I remember thinking like, how did that happen? I, I can't remember. I think I think Nightcrawler got her. Okay, so after she, she absorbs, absorbs this cloud, yeah, yeah, after yeah after she absorbed all that shit, he went under. Uh, he bamped over there, got her. Back. He bamped over there. <laughs> I just wanted to use the word bamped. In this yeah, <laughs> that's like bamp is like schnicked or thwip yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to a comic book reader. <laughs> yeah, uh, I shouldn't have to explain that. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Uh, so they land and everybody's cheering for the X-Men. There's a little girl in the crowd. She has like a Mystique doll. There's a boy who's clearly a Nightcrawler fan because he's in blue face. <laughs> wow. That's racist, kid. <laughs> he's in blue face. Come on, man. That's racist. And Xavier just couldn't be prouder or happier. He's just, he's high-fiving a million angels. The X-Men show up back at the mansion where all the students are excited. And as soon as they walk in... I guess J-Law didn't want to be in makeup that day because she decides to look human as soon mm-hmm. as she gets home. Like, what's that about? Why, that's, not a, would, that's not a true form. Yeah. Yeah, like, you're finally back at home. Like, why Like why do you want to exert effort to look one way mm-hmm. when you're at home? You know, it's like yeah. a woman, yeah, she, she takes off her makeup when she gets home. She takes off her high heels. She's done looking that way. She gets home, she wants to relax. Right. That's when you take your face, literally take your face off, your face off and then she turns into jennifer lawrence as soon as she gets back to the expansion i don't know what what's that what happened to mutant and proud i think along the along the way and along with jennifer lawrence's unwillingness to be there they forgot that jennifer showing her as jennifer lawrence is actually supposed to be a, a her power taken to effect like she's trying to make that image of herself where her true form is actually blue. So, but they, they reversed it. It's like they made it to where her natural form is Jennifer Lawrence and she turns blue when she goes on missions, I guess. I don't know. It's, I mean, uh, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I get it. You need to have Jennifer Lawrence in the trailers because she's still somewhat marketable as an actress. So you need to if your regular John Q moviegoer, obviously not too much marketable. Well, thirty three million. Well, I mean, but if you see her in blue, you might not know who that is. So you need to show her as Jennifer Lawrence. Be like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence is in that movie for for that one person who didn't know. So I kind of get why you need a scene like that or two, but do it when she's when she's for the masses. Maybe it freaks them out to see a blue person, even though we got two other ones. And then when she gets home, she realized that would make more sense, but. She's human the whole time that she's at home, which, what? But, and she is not happy with Charles or the <laughs> fact that he's managed to make mutants become not just accepted, but even revered. 
what is her problem? <laughs> why why is she giving him so much shit? She's like she's like you like people cheering for you for mutants and the president praising us and accepting us and not hunting or persecuting us. You love that, don't you, Charles? He's like, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm what, totally with him. What's dude. up your crawl? <laughs> what's up your crawl, punk? Oh my god! Sometimes I just want to punch you in your blue face. Oh, <laughs> oh and then. And then the the line that made me mm. actually say out loud, "Oh my god!" in the theater. Uh, when I she just talks- laughed. I just went like, <laughs> "I just did one of those in the middle of the theater." <laughs> what she was tells the line? Charles, "Oh, yeah. BT Dubs." <laughs> the she women said- are saving all the men around here. Maybe you should change the name to X Women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay i got no problem okay this is so hard about complaining about things like this i got no problem with the strong female characters of storm's been the leader of the x-men i thought that was awesome i thought she was great i have no problem with that or even or even calling them x-women to be honest but it's just it's how you do it like (laughs) you you know it's it's you got to do it right and this was it's too on the nose, so blatantly, like, oh, God. Like, it, it just screamed, oh, God, this is such a slippery slope. I don't know how to complain <laughs> about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, What did you say, oh, my God, when you heard it? How was your reaction? I, I need to form this argument. I'll be more blunt about it than you. Um, it was just a social justice warrior, like, in your face, progressive feminists, uh yeah equal women you know equal which you could be equal but you don't have to throw it in your face and make a statement about it you know yeah i mean i, I mean i guess it's, it's i mean i i i applaud equal rights just uh you know john oliver just did a thing about an equal rights amendment that has that has been trying for like 40 years to get passed he just covered it like last week and it was well he's always interesting and I, you know, I've, social justice warriors. That's the thing. It's that they, they don't do it. Are they too in your face with it, mm-hmm. or too on the nose yeah. with it? I guess that's yeah. that's the difference between a person making a legit good argument and a person doing what this movie did. You know, these Batwoman trailers that that we've been seeing for the new mm-hmm. TV show, where she's like. Like this, where she hijacks Bruce's bat suit, mm-hmm. and they're like, "That bat suit is perfect. It'll be perfect when it fits a woman, or when a woman, yeah. d- you know, it's, why you're stealing a man's suit, and, and then, but it'll only be, per- you know, kind of a thing." I'm not gonna let a man take credit for my for a woman's work as she's I, wearing Batman suit. As you're wearing the as you're wearing a bat suit, and you're wearing the bat mantle that a man start, you know, it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I don't. Uh, I still can't articulate why that line bugged me so much without coming off as a, as I guess a He-Man woman hater. <laughs> no, you don't have to be a woman hater to get annoyed by that line. It's just to me. Okay. So for, for me, I just, uh, when something's like, like pointed out and shoved in your face, look what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And it's just, um, just do it. Like, don't like announce it or don't, try to make it an agenda or anything like that just just let it happen naturally you know yeah you're right because once you start noticing it and it becomes obvious you know like in speaking of sansa or speaking of sophie turner in game of thrones she had a scene with daenerys and there's when that one where they're sitting and talking 
and she's like, many people here don't believe a woman in which believe a woman can rule, and I think that we've both proven them wrong that a woman can rule well or something. I was like, seriously? Like, in this show, of all things, <laughs> you've got Circe, you've had Olena, you've had Daenerys back before she got all fucked up. You got, you've had so many women rulers. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to be like, nobody thought a woman could rule? Uh, we've had so many strong women characters. Arya, uh, Lyanna Mormont. So I, and then for, to have a character be like, nobody thought a woman could rule, but we've showed them, didn't we? I mean, that was just one part of a million things wrong with the last season. But yeah, that stuck me as like, what? When did this show ever come down on women? Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as the X-Men themselves as in general as a comic book entity, I remember late 90s, maybe. Um, it was already a known fact that you would see it in, I don't know, like, throw this out here, uh, Wizard Magazine or something, where they do articles about teams and all this other stuff. And they would talk about the women of X-Men and how powerful the women are, but it wasn't so like in your face about that. They need to be front and center. It was just, Hey, look, this team has some great women in this team, like storm. She led the team, you know, all this other stuff, you know, rogue is so powerful. Jean Grey's kind of holds everything together. Things like that. Yeah. In the books is great. (laughs) Yeah. The movies haven't done her justice yet. Yeah. So, um, no, they there's always been an established women's like a uh, uh, women roster, I guess, on the X Men team. That uh, you know what it is write great women characters and write great stories where they do great things, and that's all you have to do. But right. if you have to bring, if you have to write lines that bring attention to it, mm-hmm. it's like a disservice to what they account. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, before well. Oh, by the way, by the way, before we move past that, um, apparently the one of the producers, executive producers, I think it's... Oh, uh, Lauren Schuller donner Yeah, she made a yeah. comment uh, uh, about... You told me about this. Put out a tweet and then deleted it saying, save your condolences, I had zero. Nothing to do with Dark Phoenix <laughs> or Apocalypse or New Mutants. She's trying to distance herself and she's she's like so high up, like... She's like a producer name only. She sort of like just gets grandfathered in at this point. Yeah. So she has no hands on, no decision making. And But even then, she still wants to, to let everybody know. She wants to preserve her rep. I had nothing to do with these movies. So uh, that's kind of funny. It kind of made me like her a little bit. <laughs> that she would piss off a studio or whatever just to protect her personal rep. <laughs> Is she, she, be... she, would she be considered uh, Feige's boss? Or above, above Feige? Well, she doesn't work... I mean, well, she back in the day she was. Yeah. Uh, she was the one who brought Feige in and, and as a producer back when he was like a young associate producer. But she... But now that Feige's been... Prom- now Feige works at Disney under Marvel and he's mm. like uh, he's like a president of Marvel and she's like a, a, a producer at Fox. So they're... I mean, it's it's not a boss thing. Now that, now that they've absorbed Fox, I don't mm. know. No. As far as the X-Men movies go, I think now Feige is now her boss if she decides to, to produce, to come in as producer in the X-Men movies. But if she decides to produce another movie on her own, just under the Fox banner that Feige's not involved with, she doesn't have to answer to him, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Oh, So, yeah. yeah oh. uh, before we went off on hate women for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We have no women. Oh. Anyways. So the students, uh, they're all having a party, right, in the forest. And Dazzler 
is there yeah. providing the entertainment. Once I like, I saw a bunch of lights and like mm-hmm. a really cheap special effect. I was like, oh, that looks. Oh, they hung up some lights in the forest. That's cool. And then I realized, oh, it's Dazzler doing it. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'll I'll give him that. I I loved her look. Like mm-hmm. she had the white outfit, she had the blue makeup. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking old school eighties Dazzler. And I've always wanted Dazzler to be in in the comics. I'm yeah. sorry, in the in the movies. And uh, she's really pretty. I think she, I think she was played by a Halston Sage. I I didn't look it up. It looked like her though. She was in that uh, Star Trek Seth MacFarlane show, but uh, oh, is that her? Oh, I uh, she played the alien in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I saw might, the name. I saw the name in the credits. So yeah, that's that was probably her. But she had enough sense to leave that that uh, the Orville. Yeah, she had enough sense to leave that show. That that show is brown water trash. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. But it was like it was like, and then I was hoping she'd be a part of the movie, and then she. That was the only scene. Yeah. It was it was sort of like Colossus in X Men Two, like you just teased us with like, like just for two seconds of them doing their thing. It's like oh my god, it's them finally, and you just tease us for two seconds and then you, you tuck it back in and zip me back up. It's like no, come on, finish. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but Jean starts to get drunk and then she huffs and she puffs and then she just blows everyone down. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And then while she, while she is bedridden, Charles, Hank, and Raven, they go into Cerebro and they try and read Jean's mind because Charles can't just straight up do it anymore because she just becomes so powerful. She's, as Hank says, off the charts powerful since the Liberty Island incident. I'm sorry, since the <laughs> space shuttle incident. So Charles kind of lets on that he built some psychic barriers in her mind to shield her from childhood trauma. And as Jean starts to wake up, she senses Xavier in there. and She's like, get out of my head, Charles. And Charles is all, I've never felt power like this before. <laughs> wrong movie, man, wrong movie. <laughs> Something very familiar about all this. <laughs> so Jean leaves because she heard her dad's voice. So she goes back to Jersey. The only person ever to go back to New Jersey to find her dad. Turns out he's not dead. He just basically abandoned her mm-hmm. and let Charles take her from then on out. Yeah. Kind of a dick move on her on his part, but shouldn't she have been like, "Wow, Charles, like you took me in, you adopted me, and say, you know, you gave me a home, you gave me a mansion, you, you, you took me in, and I was a ginger. Nobody wants us." But no, she's yeah. really mad at Charles. <laughs> hey, but, uh, well, yeah, you, you, well, you say that, and so, I, you say that jokingly, but that is what happens later on, right? Because she actually reads, she goes inside his head. After getting really fucking mad and killing someone over it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That happened first. Let's not gloss over that. <laughs> Let's not gloss over it. Like, she, like, smashed cars and, and, and threw shit around. and Yeah. She threw a... T- she, she had, like, a temper tantrum over it first. I did like the, uh, the notion of uh, Xavier putting barriers inside her head to block memories and stuff. Because, if I'm not mistaken... That's source material right there. If from anything else, the '90s cartoon. Because didn't he do that back in the back in the '90s cartoon? In the Fox '90s cartoon? Yeah. Did he? I don't remember that. If he did, I know he says he did it in Last Stand, and he says he did it in Wolverine the X Men cartoon. I'm trying to remember if he says he did it in the '90s cartoon. There's a whole and thing he... during the Phoenix that whole five part episode thing where he. Uh... I'm pretty sure he did. If it wasn't like childhood stuff, it was like after she was already things. But the point is, they've they've 
used that before. That's like stuff that I've 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 seen before in X Men continuity in in, in different uh, uh, mediums. So it was kind of cool mm-hmm. to for them to at least reference that Xavier could do something like that and make him kind of a dick in their minds that he's messing with her memories and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's a little unethical. Yeah. To, yeah. To, you know, it's like, I did it to help her. Yeah. But it's like, a, you can argue either sides of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so she's at her dad's house. She's getting really, the dad's like, you want to know what happened? Well, then look in my mind. And then he shows her how she killed mm-hmm. his wife, her mom, all this stuff. And, and she's really angry, and that happens to me when the X Men just show up and they try and they try and talk her down. But now this 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 new gene with this new power, she she tends to get very angry very easily, and mm. and you wouldn't like her when she's angry. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's two sides of this gene. There's two shades of gray. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. I'll be here all night. Don't forget to try the veal. Okay, so there's a fight. <laughs> And Jean is like so super powerful; it's barely entertaining to watch. She just deflects everything, and she just knocks everything away. And so, okay, she's like levitating boards, or a house is blowing up, and there's boards just in the air. I can't tell if they're levitating or if time is going so slow; they're just there. But Quicksilver starts, and we saw this in the trailer. He starts like running up mm-hmm. those falling boards to attack Jean, and then she kind of like, like a cartoon, like takes the next stepping stone out from underneath him which okay at the at the speed he's going <laughs> with the trajectory with the momentum he should have still just flight at her instead he immediately just falls <laughs> okay that's not how f- physics works okay the the newton's law of physics an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by a dumb plot device i guess because despite his speed of momentum he's like you imagine he's going really fast upwards and, whoa and then gravity just just, or like you could say, or you could say that she, with her power, yanked him down. Everybody gets one; they used it up. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I say it was written in because they needed to incapacitate him for the rest of the entire movie. Because Quicksilver is just so fucking powerful, his speed is ridiculous that he just can't be there. He would fix everything so fast. In Days of Future Past, they just left him at home for <laughs> reasons. In Apocalypse, like, his his leg got smashed because Apocalypse, thank God, absorbed the power of mutant who can track really fast mutants at one point in his life. <laughs> and since they couldn't just use that excuse, they just found a reason to incapacitate him for the whole fucking movie. Which, that's making eh. Was he incapacitated so, for the movie? Really. He was. He's not in the rest of the movie. He shows oh, yeah. up at the very, very end in like oh, a, yeah. two seconds of like, hey, don't run or something, just to let you know, oh, he didn't die, but he's not in the entire, the rest of the entire movie. He's gone. It was a way to like write him out of the movie. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the only ones left are Charles and Hank and Mystique. And Mystique walks up to Jean to try and talk her down. And Hank has like this taser or something. He's He's got a shot. He's going for it. But Charles stops him. He's like... I want to make sure Raven gets her shot to help Jean. <laughs> That's not like foreboding at all. <laughs> <laughs> so she's trying to talk down Jean. And by the way, remember back when Raven always had like slick back hair? Mm-hmm. And now it's like straightened and parted down the middle. Like she got a perm and it's just like parted down the middle and going down. It's like they took the wig 
that that Halle Berry wore in X Men One and dyed it red and gave it to Jennifer Lawrence. Her hair is like totally different. Well, uh, okay, that's nitpicking, but uh, you get, we, we well, got to talk. You make her look one way for almost twenty years, and then the last movie you make her look different for no random for just a random reason for no reason. Well, you got to think it's it's decades have passed, man. Women they change their hairstyles. I never got the sense that her hair was a style. I thought it was like part of her mutation, the way oh. it was like looked like that. Uh, I never, I never got that. I, I'm surprised that's the thing you go to, and not the fact that she's got herpes on her forehead. What? That makeup, that makeup looked like shit. Yeah, it's not well. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence doesn't have the patience to sit there for very long anymore. So the makeup has like gotten considerably worse since first class. I'm glad. Okay, well, fuck me then. I'm, I'm I'm glad everybody is just okay with Jennifer Lawrence's busy schedule and not willing to do anything for the betterment of the movie. Eh, whatever. Really, her hair bugged the bugged the shit out of me. It's like it's it's like they tried to make Mystique, even while she's blue, look like attractive. It's like Jennifer Lawrence couldn't like. I don't like being blue. What if we make you look blue but hot? Well, that's a star. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that with the, the fucking shit on her forehead. I, I don't know. That just I don't remember any shit on her forehead. I mean, she don't remember any little, shit on her. Well, she's remember? always had like scales and shit all over her face. Not, that's that's the point where not where Rebecca Romaine had shit on her face. Yeah, but it didn't contrast so much with the because Rebecca Rebecca Romaine had like darker complexion just in general with her makeup. She was dark blue, yeah. Yeah. So now you have like a lighter blue, but the darker. What if the shit was on her forehead? The little scaling shit. I don't know. It was just. It looked like trash. It looked. <laughs> it looked it's garbage. Uh, it looks like uh, one of those bad cosplayers you would see walking around on a bad co- uh, convention. But uh, I'd have to go back and look at her. I didn't notice. I think the hair distracted me. Maybe that's what it was. I was always looking at the how hair. Did you not notice that? Like, oh my god! How did you not notice her hair? <laughs> Okay, well, well we're, we're never gonna come. We're never. We're not gonna agree on this. So let's move on. <laughs> so she's trying to talk Jean down, and then Jean, I guess, in just a, she gets so angry when people are getting angry with her. Of course, when Mystique is like, "I'm your friend. I'll always be your friend." Leave me alone! Boom! Like, what? What did Mystique do to set her up? <laughs> she was totally calm, but uh, she knocks her into the spoiler alert. Uh, even though. It was spoiled in the trailers, unless you're an idiot, because we all saw this coming. Mm-hmm. She she gets knocked back into, like, some wooden spikes. Sure, she can take three adamantium claws to the gut and survive, but a, a board in the gut. Oh, that's a death sentence. So, Mystique dies. Yay! And Yeah, was that supposed to be sad? Because I was kind of giddy at that point. I was, just, I was tired of seeing her. <laughs> I, was, I was like, good. I wasn't done. happy because I knew it was coming. Like oh I, yeah, I, I deciphered it from the trailer, and I wasn't like sad either because I didn't care about her. Um, no, I, no, about the death scene itself. No, I was indifferent about that because I already knew it was happening. I'm just mm-hmm. glad that I was done with Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. <laughs> so okay, uh, Jean goes to this. Okay, there was this. This, this is why I had to go for a bathroom break. They show like an island, and the uh, Jean just goes flying away. Right, and they show an island, and they show people like tend in the fields and they're working shovels and everything and Jean lands and looks at them and that's the last thing I saw when I left to go mm-hmm. pee and then I come back in and she's talking to Magneto so I'm like oh this is Magneto's island are they all mutants 
I guess they are. Is this like mm-hmm. a Genosha? Mm-hmm. Is this Magnino's mutant island? Is this kind of like a Genosha thing? And I already went off on how how the fuck did he just walk free after Apocalypse? He killed like a million people. But how did he get his own fucking island that quote the government gave this <laughs> land to us? Okay, if he were in, if he was in hiding and nobody caught him, okay, he's super powerful. He can have. But that the government would grant this fucking mass murderer, this terrorist, his own fucking island to recruit and train? I mean, would you give Bin Laden an island to, to train Al-Qaeda? I mean, what the fuck has the government lost its fuck... Okay, so... <laughs> and this is me trying to catch up with what's happening. You know? Like, as soon as I sit down, I'm like, what, 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 what? While still trying to follow their conversation. How did Magneto get a fucking island? It was never explained. All, I want an island. The only the only thing they said is what you just said was the fact that he he explained that the government gave him that land uh, for him not to be bothered or some shit. I don't know. Well, you know what? The world must really, really love mutants in this world because they're giving mutant terrorists their own island. Man, they, they must love mutants. What happened in between these movies? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's talking to Gene, and Gene's like, I don't know what she's, how do you control it or how did you go good or what did you, I don't know. She's asking him for advice. He's got nothing to offer. He keeps, whose blood is that? Whose blood is that? Hmm. He hears some choppers out. He comes out. It's the fucking army. And they're like, we're looking for a mutant. Tara's Gene, gray girl. <laughs> He's like, get it. You, you, you get out off my island. And, you know, and it's a like a standoff. Like, we're not here for you and we have rights and blah, blah, blah. And that's when he says the government gave us his island. And then, and then Jean comes up. She's like, who are you protecting? They're protecting me or something like that. And she crashes one of the choppers. And then the second chopper, <laughs> she starts to crash it, but then Magneto uses his power, and it's like both of them standing there with their hands outstretched trying to control this chopper. And Magneto, we've never really seen him exert himself like this. Michael Fassbender has both his arms out. He's flexing. He's like trying. And he's using everything he can do to control this chopper. <laughs> And then he says to the army guy, get in the chopper. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> She's trying to crash this thing and you can barely hold. You want me to get into that thing? Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Why would you want to get into that thing? It's a death trap. <laughs> and, but but they do it for some reason. And Magneto like barely managed to just shove the thing away. But when <laughs> when he said get to the chopper, well he didn't say get to the chopper. He said get in the chopper. I I cracked up laughing in the theater. I was like, seriously? Th- that doesn't look safe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's funny. I did hear him I, I heard get to the chopper. That's what I heard. <laughs> I think he said get into the chopper. I know, uh, but in my mind, that's what I heard. <laughs> but uh, uh so they they get away. I guess Gene takes off uh, from there. Yeah. Okay. At this, I don't know if we've addressed this new this character at this point in the movie. Maybe maybe we have. But um, hey, aliens are in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, these these shape shifting aliens land. They're not the. Oh God! What are they called? Um, Charles is actually Lalandra and the. Sh- oh, the Shiar. Yeah. Shi'ar, there we go. I, I kept thinking Shatari, but I was like, that's fucking Avengers. <laughs> I thought it was the Shi'ar Empire, what's going to be... Because it was hints that... Um, what's her name? Molly's game. Uh, what's her name? Je- Jessica Chastain. Chastain, yeah. 
There was some rumors that she was going to play an alien. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. I thought she might play Deathbird or something, or maybe she would play Lalandra. Um, I think you said Deathbird. I said Lalandra. I think. Yeah, because yeah. she are, are, are intimately uh, involved in the Phoenix saga in the books. Right. Yeah, and we see her get the Phoenix from space in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, they're going to treat the Phoenix as a cosmic entity, not just as this. What like what did Xavier say in Last Stand? Like she had this subconscious entity she called she referred to it as the phoenix okay i guess that's a way to work in the phoenix okay let's sort of yeah yeah you got me thinking about that um what yeah i I forgot about the last day and when she that was referenced like that but in this movie cyclops in that whole uh the dance that party scene He's like, oh, you, yeah. you hear what all the kids are calling you? They're calling you the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, we have to name drop the Phoenix. Which, okay, really quick. When I realized, like, oh, you're going to do the Phoenix saga, I mean, not not well, but at least a, a bit more proper than, than you did with The Last Stand by having it be a cosmic entity that Gene right. absorbs. But the thing is, didn't in Apocalypse, did she already go full Phoenix? And create like a firebird to destroy yes. Apocalypse. So if she's already got like this firebird in her, why did you... This is what I'm talking about. The X-Men has never... They have no forward thinking. They cannot see past the ticket returns of the movie they're making. They never look forward to the next movie. They never think about how to set up the next movie or anything like that. They're like, Gene, well, we're, this is the first movie we're going to have with this brand new Jean Grey. So we gotta make it the Phoenix, right? <laughs> right? We have to. So we'll make her a big firebird. She's gonna be the Phoenix in this first time we ever meet this character. And it's like, well, next we have one last movie to do. Oh shit! Before we get bought out, uh, we're gonna do Dark Phoenix. But didn't we already do it? Yeah, but we're gonna do it right this time. <laughs> but we already showed her as Phoenix in the other one. Yeah, but nobody's gonna remember that. We didn't call it Phoenix. We didn't. Co- no, they didn't call it Phoenix last movie. So I guess it doesn't count. It's just this big ass fucking firebird. Um. Not but car. I will. I will give them. Look, you, you just kind of hit it on this just a second ago. I'll, I'll give them credit. They Ooh. they did actually go the cosmic route. They didn't. You know, they could have just fucked it over even more so and not brought in the space aspect of it, and then them coming in contact with the entity in space. But they actually did that. It was an it got absorbed into Gene. All that is source material stuff that I appreciate that they actually did. So I'll give them that. I would appreciate it if they did it well. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I mean, uh, where you take the story after that, yeah, it's the shits. But, like, them just... The but, fact I mean, that... they blew their load with the Apocalypse Firebird Phoenix gene already. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, well, now that you've done that, there's no point in making it a cosmic entity. It's like you went the last stand route that it was always inherently within right. gene. You're, you already went down that path. Yeah. You can't just divert it and go back to the comics yeah. in the middle of driving, you know? Yeah. There's, there was no there was no turnpike. There was no way to get off that highway. You were on it already. You committed to that, so you're abandoning it, and that's bad writing. Yeah. And another thing, uh, with it being Sophie Turner as G, like, we just got her in Apocalypse. Like, we've only had one movie with, with her as Jean Grey, so... As far as being emotionally invested in her as Jean Grey, I wasn't... I mean, did you have any emotional connection to her as Jean Grey? 
No, but like, I, but it, it kind of stems from Game of Thrones, and that I've never really cared much for Sophie Turner. I, I got it. There was a there was a bias to that. <laughs> a bias of already uh, hatred. Yeah. <laughs> Although, had she rocked it in Apocalypse, I would I would been like, well, you know what? She sucks as Sansa, but she's great as Jean. I would have been the first to say that, but she didn't rock it as Jean. Yeah. I mean, and this is my point. It's like we we just was introduced to her. And now you're already trying to make her the focal point of this movie. Now, it, had they done a couple movies, at least two movies with her in it, and then gone to here, um, I think we would have that more investment uh, in mm-hmm. her as a character. Maybe. if she Put in the time. Build yeah. up the characters. You know, when Tony and Steve win at odds in Civil War, it mattered because we had known these characters for, yeah. for a long time. And yeah, it... <laughs> You can't, yeah, you can't rush the emotional arcs of these. We need, we need we need to sort of grow affection for these characters, right? So we feel something when they change, or when they go evil, or when they fight each other. Hmm. And uh, it's like Marvel's the only one who it's like the only one who gets that. <laughs> DC doesn't get it. Fox doesn't get it. Nobody gets it. Does that make any sense? <laughs> you just don't get it here. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, I forget where we left off. Uh, um, she killed Mystique. Uh, oh, we, we, we had yeah. started talking about the fact that there's aliens. Oh, yes, yes. They yes. had landed at, like, some fancy white people's party. And, uh, and thank God the alien decided to take the identity of of a affluent white woman who had, like, really, really pale bleached <laughs> hair to add to the alien look. Because yeah. I remember, you remember back in 92, 992, when women were just, every other woman was walking around with pale bleached hair. That was totally <laughs> the look. All, I was like, God, if I see another woman with this pale bleached hair in 1992, because I'm 12 years old or something. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I'm in a shit. But yeah, so thank God she took a very alienish looking woman to be an alien in. <laughs> And then there's other aliens. There's aliens who've like joined the FBI or doing that. Like, how did you learn the language? All right, we're good to go. Let's go get. Let's go get that phoenix. Let's build that reactor. So okay. real quick, real quick, because um, before the we see Jessica Chastain get abducted or whatever they change into her, we see like the three. It was like three like uh, comets or something that shoot down from the sky. And when I saw that, it was like Transformers. I, I know, right? Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, who are the villains in this movie? Because the trailers never sh- showed us anything. It was all about Phoenix. Um, they like, showed us Jessica Chastain. They didn't say she was an alien. And yeah, they never. They made it a mystery, like who her character. Because everybody was guessing game before this movie came. I was like, who's she playing? Um, so I was like, who the hell are these aliens? Or like, who are the, who are the villains? Like the actual villains of this movie. And then we get these faceless. Well, I was assumed it would be Gene. Like Gene is the villain of the movie. I would have, but like some kind of like, uh, like catalyst villain to do something else, you know, not just like it, like an X-Men last stand. Who was the villain? Like take Magneto out of it and his trying to stop the cure. Cause they shouldn't have done dark Phoenix and the cure in one movie. Mm-hmm. But if you look at X Men Last Stand as just a Phoenix story, there's no villain. She's the villain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it could have gone that way too. But uh, I don't know. I just figured there had to be some kind of uh, 
uh, other factor in this in this movie as far as where the where the plot is going. But uh, clearly, the plot isn't a main concern for anybody. Well, you so. got a villain, and they're like these bulletproof aliens, Nabari or Shatan, not Dabari. It was Dabari, yeah. Nabari, Dabari. They mentioned something. it once in the subtitle. That's it. That's the only time we we hear their name. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's not Shi'ar. That's all I cared about. <laughs> uh, I was like, expected some Shi'ar, but it wasn't them. So, did you hear about what uh, what the changes were to the movie and why these why they look why those aliens looked the way they looked when they were in their alien form? Yeah. I well, they were like in the woods and shadows. Like we barely got a glimpse. Yeah. of them. they looked like the aliens from Fire in the Sky from nineteen ninety eight from nineteen ninety two. I think that movie came out. Um, maybe it was the same aliens. Maybe the, maybe some of them landed and, and and killed Jessica Chastain. The other ones were off abducting Robert Patrick in a totally different movie. Maybe Ooh, that'd be cool. <laughs> but uh, they look like generic, like like the movie Paul, like aliens, didn't they? I think. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Uh, Did they look too much like scrolls? Yes, because really? they were supposed to be scrolls originally. Does Fox own the rights to scrolls? Apparently, from what I was reading at the time, both Fox, it was like it was one of those weird ones, like like Quicksilver, uh, where both of them could use the the those characters. So both oh. of them, Fox and Marvel could huh. have used scrolls. But here's the thing: when this movie was originally supposed to be released, it was before Captain Marvel, and somehow some way marvel got wind of this and they told they told them no can't, <laughs> you can't because if if you release this movie we've got an awesome movie plan that's gonna have scrolls yeah. in it that people are gonna love <laughs> well i don't know what the where they're at uh, and again whenever it's like a a shared character that they both could use I don't know how those rights go about, like who can say who has a say so and what. Um, and then also, I don't know about the the negotiations at the time because I don't think like, it was like, a- like 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 with Quicksilver, uh, uh, a Marvel could use the character Quicksilver, but they couldn't call him a mutant, quote unquote, a mutant. Right. Yeah. Because he's technically he 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 was an Avenger for a long time, yeah. so he falls in the blanket of Avengers. But the, the mutant aspect of his character was still owned by Fox, so Marvel could never... That's why they, he got it from the Loki Pokey staff. That's how he got his powers. He wasn't yeah. a mutant. So they get the rights of the character, but not all aspects to the character. Yeah, and, and I don't know how that affects like something like the scrolls, but apparently they said, no, you can't use them because that's going to counteract what we're doing with our movies over here, so... Mm. I yeah, yeah so I guess... Yeah, because they're about to buy the X-Men, and they don't want to yeah. fuck up scrolls and what they do. Right, and... That's why, like the last act of the movie, the last, uh, yeah, the last third of, the, yeah, last act of the movie, that one had to be reshot altogether. Because besides the scrolls having to be changed, they also had to change the setting of the the final battle because it was too similar to Civil War or something. I don't know. It was uh, the final fight. I don't. Know, that's what they were was saying. It, was it an airport or something? <laughs> um, probably. I don't know. Oh. Um, but that's why they had to change it to the train. Uh, fight, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. Yeah. Although I was just talking about Quicksilver's, I, I realized that this movie, like, yeah, Quicksilver gets sidelined really fast. But it turns out the last two movies that set up his his 
parentage, mm-hmm. his lineage. And at the end of the day, it turns out it didn't even fucking matter at all. <laughs> the whole time, Quicksilver's dad was actually Rhaegar Targaryen. I mean, I mean uh, Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even matter who, who he was. Yeah, we had two movies of teases and no, nothing on this one. And then they did nothing with it. Yeah. <laughs> Went nowhere. <laughs> wow. Talk about a payoff. Yeah, so so Jean is now hook, hooked up with Molly's game. What's her name again? Jessica Chastain. God, I can't remember her name. And she's like with her, and then Charles. Okay, at some point Hank goes to Eric to Magneto, and he tells us he tells him the situation. Mm-hmm. He tells him whose blood that was. Mm-hmm. It was Raven's blood. Ooh, and <laughs> I want you to go kill Raven, and I'm gonna go. I want to go kill Raven with you. We're both gonna go Phoenix, kill Raven. Virgin. I was, Raven. We're gonna kill Raven. Raven's dead. I'm sorry. You're right. We're gonna go kill Gene, because Gene killed Raven. And then Xavier tells all the tells the rest of the X Men stay home. Uh, but Cyclops is going, and then Storm won't hear of it. So it's three people. And then Magneto. Oh gosh. And Nightcrawler. It's Nightcrawler, Storm, and Cyclops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nightcrawler goes. So this franchise is two decades of this franchise, and it still suffers from the no one will give a shit about the bad mutants. Uh, so don't even bother to give them speaking lines or even names. They're just there to do some sort of a mutiny mm-hmm. shit. Magneto has the pick of the litter. Fuck it. The writer has the pick of the goddamn litter <laughs> to give Magneto any fucking mutants he wants at his side. This is your last movie. Go out with a bang. So who do you give him? Like dreadlock dude and <laughs> and chick who can control mutants because that looks really cool in a cinematic way to see a chick just having her palm out your power doesn't work cinematically <laughs> it doesn't it does no that's just stupid and then the dreadlock dude he's like i don't know what he's got like really long dreadlocks that do shit he's like a that wasn't that is an actual mutant i've seen in the cartoon in the comics but i can't place I, I can't it reminds me of medusa the inhuman no no no, no. there's the actual uh, it's an X-Men villain. It's like one of those D-list well, you know You know comics, and if you don't even know his fucking name... Yeah, exactly. That That is not <laughs> enough to impress. Like, give me... Let me show me show me all young... A different, I don't care if you've already done Pyro. Give me a brand new Pyro. So yeah. Give me something that looks cool. Yeah. Oh, God. Give me a blob. Give me something Oh, is this cool. like a blob? <laughs> <laughs> and you give me these two D-listers... <laughs> They're not even really D-listers because I don't even know if they actually exist as the characters. It's better than Porcupine Man from the part three or from Last Stand. Porcu- I would have fucking loved Porcupine Man. <laughs> so here's the at thing. At this point, at least it'd be like, at least that's a reference to something. Here, here's the thing. Like, Porcupine Man? You think that's his name? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, dun, 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 dun. So, like, for you know, they decided to do Dark Phoenix, like, I guess to... Do or do over, right? For Blast Stand, I assume that's the point of it. Um, but they did so many things to remind me of Last Stand, like Magneto out by himself, like in the forest or whatever, and he's got his own little army of nameless, useless fucking mutants, uh, like his own army type of thing. You have well, like that guy who like pulled bones or horns out of his. Yeah, and threw yeah. them like you never seen that guy. Yeah. Couldn't have, like he he's in there for a minute and then Wolverine kills him. You couldn't have given me somebody I've heard of. You got tons of people. He had the Omega symbol on his arm. Give me Omega Red. That would have been awesome. 
If you're gonna kill him off, anyways. Is that why people thought he was Omega Red? Because yeah. he's Omega Symbol. Yeah. Oh, you said that in the in in our old episode. People thought he was Omega Red, and I was like, why the fuck would people think that? I didn't notice he had the Omega Symbol. No, that Omega Symbol is what every mutant has tattooed on them. Did they in that movie? Oh. They even tell Magneto, "Where's your mark?" He's like, "I haven't marked before," and he shows him the <laughs> the Nazi stamp, like, "No needle will ever touch this skin." So, but every mutant has, even Callisto has like a like an Omega on her face and shit. Oh, that's right. That's just like, although why they have, like why don't they have like the Bishop M on their face? Yeah. You know, that's a mutant fucking tattoo for you. That Bishop M. <laughs> What's an Omega mean? Wow. That we're Omega level mutants? Obviously not. Because you guys have <laughs> shitty powers, like porcupine quills. The only omega-level um, mutants are like badass mutants, like Magneto and, and Emma. So anyway, my, my point was like in this movie, he's got Genosha or whatever Ilan's supposed to be with a bunch <laughs> of with a bunch of random fucking mutants. Where in Last Stand, he had like his little headquarters in in a forest, and <laughs> he's like Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, and he's got his, his merry own, men. <laughs> yeah, his merry mutants. His yeah. merry mutants. Yeah, and he's. He's got a bunch of, again, random mutants. You know, so those are very similar. And then you get, when you come down to Jean Grey herself, I don't know if you caught it. I caught it. I don't know why. But, you know, uh, in Last Stand, Jean Grey had a very distinct look. She had like a darker hair and she had a long trench maroon coat. And in this movie, what does Jean Grey wear? A long maroon trench coat and her hair was a little bit darker. So, um, I, to me, it was very visually, it was trying to pay homage to the movie. She had like the black eyes and this one, they make it seem like her skin is starting to crack with fire. Like that was a look again, we saw in the trailers where her like, it's like fire is literally cracking out of her. Like she's an eggshell. I kind of like that look. I mean, the the effects. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. I like the concept. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like that. It's like. Like she's literally bursting with mm-hmm. fire that her skin starts to crack from underneath and you can see the fire trying to break. I thought that was a cool look and every time she like like hulked out or what phoenixed out mm-hmm. and that, that effect happened. I know I know issue with that. Yeah, no, it was I fine. didn't give a shit about the character, so it was kinda lost. But in, 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 the, in, the, in the you know in the pitch meeting where you're showing me the concept art, I'd be like, That's cool. Run with that. I like it. Way better than last end. I didn't I, I didn't like her eyes go black. because yeah, it's dark. <laughs> she gets a veiny or something. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So. So. Jean is in New York with. Not the laundry with Jessica Chastain, <laughs> and then Xavier, Cyclops, Storm, and Nightcrawler show up to rescue her, and then Eric with Beast and these two D-listers show up to murder her, mm. and it's a fight, and we get, I guess, you know. Like the first real action scene in this movie, yeah, yeah. But real quick, I mean, the um, Beast like turning a one eighty and just like kill Jean. Like it was just weird hearing Beast wanting to kill Jean Grey. Like, granted, he obviously loved Mystique or whatever the case would be. But I mean, the fact that he was like willing to like even recruit Magneto for them two to go out and actually kill. Yeah, I agree. But were Beast and Mystique a thing in this movie? It was always hinted at from uh, first class in the yeah. But but now that she's joined the team in Apocalypse now, and it's been nine years, 
Did they eventually get around to hooking up and becoming an item? He was in the friend zone. <laughs> For nine years. I mean, if that was the case, then it would kind of make sense that you killed his chick, his woman, his love, whatever. That would at least kind of help understand how Beast could go 180 and kill one of his students and friends and teammates. Let me ask you this. To piggyback off that, like uh, when she was impaled and he ran over to her, was she trying to say I love you? I I think she was trying to say I love lamp. That was her last word. I love lamp. I I love money. Do, Raven, do you actually love lamp, or are you just looking around and saying things that you love? I love lamp. Uh, I'm guessing she probably wanted to tell people. But I mean, if they were a couple, well, that could go either way. It's like we were never a couple, but she's like, it turns out I actually did love you all along. Or if they are a couple, I want you to know that I've always loved... I mean, it, I don't know. It doesn't clarify anything. And they never made it clear if they were a couple or not, which they should have, because then it would have helped me understand why Beast decides to just go 180 and become a villain and want to kill one of his students and his friends. Oh, this movie... God, that he's Simon known Kimberg, since the 60s. And <laughs> Simon Kimberg, like I said, he's he's been a writer. He directs the movie, but he also wrote this movie, so... So way to not understand your characters that you've been writing for over a decade, you fucking shit muncher. So, <laughs> uh, so back to <laughs> so we have the battle scene, and it's very disappointing. I mean, there's that one chick who's controlling people by just standing there, and Cyclops is bashing dudes left and right, and they're like, like, ow, <laughs> like that hurt. Let me get back up though. It's like he's supposed to be able to like blow away. I've read it in the books. He could punch a hole through a mountain with those optic blasts. And people are brushing it off like, ow, is that bleeding? I guess not. Ouch, though. Like, they're just <laughs> walking away from this optic blast. And then everybody else is like, what's her face? It's, we don't even know her name. It's controlling people. And then Charles, <laughs> whose power is controlling people and doing a million other things with his power. And he's like, they're just like at a stalemate. Wow, you know what's really entertaining in an action scene? Seeing two people just putting their fingers to their foreheads and just... That's really awesome in an action scene. Well, yeah, they didn't really, like... They didn't, like... It's not like they kept the camera just on them two. I mean, it was going... The camera, I mean, there was cutting to different things. And James McAvoy himself, he was, like... Uh, like you know, Xavier. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Xavier, like, <laughs> Adding like, to the action. As Xavier, like, he was, like... Uh, like Scott, do this and Storm, do that. I mean, he was like telling them what to do. He was kind of quarterbacking the yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. So that part was kind of it was showing you how powerful he actually is, which I thought was cool. What I what I didn't understand at all um, is Magneto stopping to rip a subway car out from underground and then drag it. Like I don't know what he was going to do with that thing. Like. I think he was just using it to like cover, like to block the wall so nobody could get into the hotel. Mm. Like he just wanted some privacy, and he was like, like you know, to, to sequester them so he can have a big speech to Jean before he kills her. There's always a speech. And There's nobody always cares. a speech, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he did it to give them like some privacy. You think so? Well, okay. Well, I, I. I didn't get to that. cover. I mean, not just because he wanted privacy. But yeah, to like keep anybody from just busting in. Well, that seems like a lot of trouble just to block an entryway. Like, is my Nito? He could just like pull metal out and just like shut, like make a like a cross on the door to where nobody can get in. Like, he wouldn't drag, like rip out a whole subway from underground just to. Even if he does take like two I beams and makes a cross, you know what somebody can do? 
walk around the I beams. You know, he needed to like create a wall of metal, so he pulled a car. I don't accept that excuse, and I don't accept what he was trying to do with that. I, I don't know. It was just well, you know what? My issue more with that scene is he goes up to Gene and he gives her the speech. No one, nobody cares, and he like pulls the the metal arm railing mm-hmm. from the th- point is he just went toe to toe with Gene like a few hours ago. Yeah. And he knows that like how powerful she is. Right. And he thought that she would just stand there while he used his metal and let her stab her. And he's all surprised. Like, Oh my God, you're really strong. <laughs> like, did that, that not occur to you when you were like, uh, get to the chop? Like he, you saw that scene where he's like barely struggling to keep that chopper. Yeah. And she was just like, off-handedly doing it mm-hmm. she's he knows she's way more powerful than him so what was his plan just walking up there and be like i'm going to kill you now with this metal <laughs> getting ready for it because here it comes whoa <laughs> how'd you stop that metal <laughs> and she like crushes his helmet and then she like i thought she i she like cro- she crushes him with his own helmet she breaks it off into like four pieces, and I, it looked like she used the four pieces to stab him. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought he was gonna die right there. Yeah, and then it turns out <laughs> it's is Magneto dead? Turns out no, he was just. It turns out even the cuts in his face are are not even a thing anymore. <laughs> I've had, he, he's had worse cut shaving. It, make, it makes him look even more manular. Manular. Oh yeah, manular. Me, I, I didn't think Michael Fassbender could get any sex chirp, but yeah. it turns out he can. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So while this big war in the streets is going on, the uh, the 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 mutant control unit, this group of like mutant police, I don't know what they stand for. All I know is they have these big patches on their arms <laughs> that just say MCU. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, yes. That can't that can't be a mis- <laughs> That can't just happen, right? That's got to be a thing. I mean. In in in, in uh, Wolverine the X Men cartoon, they were the MRD, yes, Mutant Response Division. They called them Martys for mm-hmm. short. Like, oh, the Martys are coming after you know. Just go with that. That's fine. Yeah, go with something that doesn't say MCU. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that can't be an, that can't be an accident. No, no, no. I, that has to be a, a a definite wink and a nod to the audience. I would imagine. That, uh... Oh, j- just a wink and a nod. Okay. I wonder if it was a sort of like a. I'm going to take a shit in the office before the new owners <laughs> come in and take, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you could, you get my car now, but I'm going to leave it empty, no gas in or something. You know, it's like, maybe it's sort of like a last fuck you DMC who bought them out. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I took, maybe that's what I took it as. Well, be- before we get to that though, we get, uh, uh, Xavier, he's, he goes in there to try to talk to Gene. And, oh yeah, and she's all. They 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 call back. <laughs> yeah, they call back to the the gift uh, speech that he gave her, and she uh, she says, "Prove it to me, but you know about your powers, where walk to me." And he's like, "You know I can't," and she just like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> she just is like she picks him up and like he's like over here dragging <laughs> his. <laughs> he's, so, he's like a marionette puppet or something. He's like dance puppet. It's like that scene in Freddy Krueger Three where he cuts the kid's veins and he's making the guy walk, and it's all like ah. Or was it Part Three? I think it was. I think it was Part Three. Uh, part Three or Four? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Dream Warriors. Uh, but uh, you know when he get when he finally drags his ass up to the top of the steps, and then he's like, she has him like floating in the air. 
I was thinking, is she gonna kill him? Like she's because I was she's gonna flashbacks. blow him to atoms. Like I know, I was, I was getting flashbacks of uh, Last Stand. Yeah, but uh, I didn't think they would because McAvoy's just he's he's just too good. He's mm-hmm. too charismatic. You can't yeah. get rid of him. Fastbender too. Those two are the only things that have been managing to keep this thing going. Is is just the charisma of those two actors. Oh. But yeah, she he's like read my mind, and then she she sees the whole she sees the scene that she took from her father. Right. But I guess from like a different point of view, mm-hmm. she sees it from Xavier's point of view, where he did like you said he did take her in, and he he gave her a home, and he he realized like oh wow you really you're you're my new family now, and mm-hmm. and uh, that that thing he gave her she goes like I, I break things he goes anything you break we can fix it when she was a kid mm-hmm. and sort of the same thing now he's still there willing to help her fix things. And I guess she decides she doesn't want to kill him, but she doesn't want this power anymore. So Lalonde, not not uh, <laughs> Jessica Chastain. Just call her Lalonde from now on. It's just, I know what you're talking about. I don't want to insult Lalonde. That's that's Xavier's babe. Yeah. Um, Xavier pulls pulls in a surprising amount of ass considering <laughs> his does. dick don't work. <laughs> uh, uh, Moira Lalonde, like woo. Um, so she's like. I, I will take the power into me. I will siphon the Phoenix force from you right. into me, and I'll use it to save my people because my people are extinct or something or other. Right. And Jean's like, fine, I don't want this power in me. And I guess as she's doing that, Xavier, does he look into her mind? I think so because that's when he, he realizes that she's going to use the power to wipe out everybody. Yeah, because then Xavier's like, don't let her take it she's she's a she's she's a bad cat and then i guess phoenix gene stops her halfway point so they're both like half phoenix i guess yeah that was not made clear that was not made clear to me um it's stealing my loins um so everybody's on on the midnight train to (laughs) oh god magneto is on the midnight train (laughs) That's a holocaust. It's not a joke. It's just a holocaust. Oh, so Magneto was on this train <laughs> to this concentration camp <laughs> for mutants. Which, by the way, okay, like, which is it? Uh, Kinsburg Universe. Our X Men so fucking love the news reports. Are like X Men are fine to save the day. Are they so hated that there's a mutant police, a mutant concentration concentration camps? All ready to go. Okay, yeah. Let's let's talk about that because I actually had my notes about the <laughs> about. First of all, we, we've already talked about this, but uh, how did we get to the point where it's bat? It's basically Batman sixty six with got a bat phone. Everybody <laughs> everybody loves them. All this uh, all gives them a good feeling to know the X Men are out there <laughs> yes. doing their job. <laughs> yes. Yes, there should have been a line like that somewhere. <laughs> where they're saluting the, the blackbird <laughs> as it goes by. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be great. Oh god. Um, okay, so we get we get that point, but all it took was one incident with Gene like flipping some police cars, and then all of a sudden the ex, the, the bat phones canceled. <laughs> we have the MCU coming the in. Service. Yeah, <laughs> get the MCU coming in uh, to kill off everybody. <laughs> Literally, uh, metaphorically, uh, the MCU's coming in to buy everybody. I mean, to uh, to capture the X Men. You know what? Maybe that was them. like a metaphor. 
Because yeah. they did capture and subdue all the X-Men. They took them away to, to do their own thing. Ooh, maybe the MCU, the police force MCU is, is like a metaphor for the... See, I'm telling you, man, there, there's something that's, there. No, that's giving too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what? <laughs> I bet he's like, oh, MCU. I guess that is a thing. <laughs> I bet he's like that. Yeah. Um, so it was just weird to me that like, we have them up on this pedestal, like way up here, and then just one incident later, they're like public enemy number one. It's mutant concentration camps, camps, and we have Sentinels probably. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, come on, this is nineteen ninety two. That technology does not exist. It fucking existed in the in the seventies, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just thought that was weird that it was just like. Like a snap of a finger, and like it's like totally 180 back to fear and hated muties. Uh, muties, <laughs> oh yeah, that was always like the word. Where's where's the um, where's the friends of humanity when you need them? Uh, <laughs> muties is like the M word. Yeah, that's not yeah, we don't use that in polite society. Yeah. Um. So they're on the Stinking train. Muty. The uh, jeans <laughs> unconscious. Everybody's tied up. They got the those um. Those collars that dampen your powers. So yeah. all the mutants are depowered, and all the aliens, the, the not Shiar, <laughs> hijack the train. Um, and to because they want because because Jessica's <laughs> Tastain, she wants that last Phoenix juice. She yeah. wants that last drop of Phoenix juice out of Jean. So all the aliens, they're just I'm gonna call them aliens. So I give myself a headache. Attack the train, and all the all the Martys are like, you know, they're shooting them, and nothing's happening. And 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 Eric is like, like you need us, like come on, yeah. like take these collars off. We we're come on, we're more powerful than. than Shut up, you stinking muty. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> My kid was such a fan of you. Yes, yes. <laughs> he did say that. Like, are there kids with like? x-men posters on their wall in this movie right next to 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 new kids on the block posters but okay it's 1992 okay, so yeah probably but like kathy ireland and nightcrawler are on some kids wall as we speak <laughs> but what did movie. what did nightcrawler do like he wasn't even there like was he even that in the in the scene where mystique got killed uh I don't know if he was that. Well, I think there. I think he goes. My kid was a fan of you because he was part of that scene in downtown New York where yeah. the train got lifted. And I call it part of that. Yeah, well, and that's where they got captured. And that's when they were blowing, shooting lasers around, and yeah. you know, with no care for 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 innocent bystanders. I yes, guess. they went just all out like Cyclops is blasting cars and shit. Like I mean, Xavier said, like, do you want to do this now? Because if we if we fight right here right now in the middle of this busy street mm. like people will hate mutants yeah. like xavier kind of said that and, and eric was just like i don't care he killed raven <laughs> uh i haven't seen her in nine years but <laughs> presumably <he> killed raven <laughs> so, like i said a lot of shit happens in between these movies i don't know yeah. so they so the the soldiers start getting their ass kicked and then one guy's like fuck it he <laughs> releases all the collars and then Eric and Beast decide to fight to protect Gene. And you would ask, hey, why would you do this, Hank? And Hank <laughs> would say, it's what Raven would have wanted. Uh, 
Like, you would think, why, like, Hank went totally evil and he's trying to kill his own. How is he going to get back to being a good guy? <laughs> Turns out it's not hard at all. Barely an inconvenience. He just says it's what Raven would have wanted. Well, would Ra- Raven would have wanted you to fight to protect Jean. Uh, weren't you just trying to kill her 20 minutes ago for killing Raven? Like, uh, that 180 makes no sense. That 360 <laughs> makes no sense. Um... Uh, you were just trying to kill your friend a minute ago, you blue douche. But and that, but Eric's the same way. And how did how do you explain Eric? I've had a change of heart. Okay, I guess everything's. I guess we're all cool now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pretty. It's a. It's it's an alright action sequence of mutants versus aliens. I hate that sounds like a fun movie. Okay, this is a mixed bag for me. This whole fight scene because a I hated it. Uh, because Ooh, why? the, uh, the camera angles were just like all over the place, like going in and out shaky cam, all this other shit. And to me, it was like, Oh, what am I watching? Um, but hmm. on the, so, so you don't think Simon Kainberg is his first movie ever is a good director. It was probably B unit stuff, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but what I liked about this scene is we finally get, a fight scene. Well, I don't, well, excuse me. I don't want to say finally. We get a really good action scene with Cyclops using his optic blasts with Nightcrawler bamfing all around the fucking place and Storm using lightning like crazy, just like shooting out uh, aliens. So we got X-Men doing X-Men things in this fight scene, which to me, that's one of the things I look forward to seeing in these movies. So as little as we got of it, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is as it's an entertaining fight scene. I'll go back in a year or so. I'll watch it on YouTube. I won't watch the movie, but I'll watch this scene. <laughs> sort of the way I watched the opening of Days of Future Past on YouTube. I'm not going to watch the movie, but it's an entertaining enough action set piece with mm. mutants doing their mutant thing. Yeah, um, I think Storm using her lightning all over the place. You know, yeah, a bolt of lightning inside a copper conductor. <laughs> I thought you'd lived at a school. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't you have killed everybody? But um, and then we get a. I think they tried to do where Nightcrawler like loses his shit and just starts just to start bamfing and killing people. X Men did X Two. I'm sorry, you can't top that. Mm, no. X that that Nightcrawler scene X Two might literally be the pinnacle of the X Men franchise. <laughs> it is probably the most awesome thing that will ever come from these. 10 movies, 20 years of movies is Nightcrawler storming the White House. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, Mozart playing a German compl- Oh god, it was just Austrian actually. It's just so good. And then to see it done like yeah, like it was okay. It doesn't match the Alan Cumming doing it, but it was it was okay. He teleported that one dude on the track and then gives you that creepy grin and then disappears and he gets run over and it's kind of cool. Uh and then Jessica Chastain makes it up to Magneto, and then Magneto takes every gun off the wall and starts shooting her. Like we, we how how many times have we? It's like RoboCop where everybody's shooting him and nothing's happening. You're like, why are you guys still shooting him? He's obviously yeah. bulletproof. Stop shooting him. You know what I was waiting Try for? Something. To- <laughs> you know what I was waiting huh. for right there? Like all those guns were up there. I was waiting for her to say, "You humans and your guns." <laughs> <laughs> Almost said, yeah. I, I mean, like, like okay. Mag, we literally a minute ago, Magneto, we saw you crush an entire train car by just 
with your hand. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just crush it? Why wouldn't you just crush the car with her in it? Yeah. Why would you shoot it with a gun? Something that's proven enough. I mean, I guess it looks cool in the trailer to see Michael Fassbender stand there with like a dozen M16s around him. <laughs> but like bullets, like you you, you <laughs> crushed a train car with your bare hands. Oh, but let me shoot it with bullets. Something that's proven to not work. Wait, was that was the gun thing? Was that after he like? Yeah, he crushed that time that car because like, he crushed top. it with with like that black dude in it. Okay, yeah, and like yeah, and he like kind of flipped it away. Yeah, okay. yeah, that part was kind of cool. Like him like using doing his just shit. seeing him really like this is a guy who could lift stadiums and bridges. Yeah, I mean Magneto was like his power is like ridiculous. If yeah. you see the books, he can smell metal light years away from space and summon it across galaxies. That bullet that Kitty Pryde was in. Mm-hmm. He like he he sat meditating for like a day and his nose was bleeding, but he summoned from across the galaxy this one alien metal. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy what Magneto can really do when he sets his mind to it. But he but I'm gonna shoot you with guns. Uh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I I, I guess uh, Chastain shows up and then Gene wakes up at the last minute and then they have like a phoenix off. Or something. I, I'm trying. To, I can't. I don't remember how it ends. I just remember the. I think so. Like, yeah, because they like. Uh, yeah, the train flying crashes, and then Jean goes out and starts like obliterating like some of the other aliens, right? And then she meets up with uh, Jessica Chastain. They did she just like disintegrate them? Yeah, like in it last end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but then yeah, they clash, and then they like fly up to space. I think. And then she, well, she, she, well, she has like a last words to the X Men. Like, I does don't she? Know what she says? Maybe she doesn't. I know what I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably the same last words. But yeah, she like goes straight up. Yeah. And gets exploded, in, and the Phoenix Force just releases. Right. So the, it's free. Fly, fly away, fly, 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 little Clarice. Fly, fly, fly. So, uh, so the Phoenix Force, yeah, fly away, little bird. You're free. Uh, <laughs> dear God, make me a phoenix so I can fly far, far, far away. Uh, and I guess she dies. <laughs> and I guess Jessica Chastain died in the explosion as well. It could be assumed, yeah. So all is well, I guess. Um, don't remember how the movie ends. Um, like what happens? Epi- yeah, a little epilogue. Uh, but did they explain like public relations wise, like where are they at with humanity? No, they didn't. But apparently, I'm starting to remember now. Uh, like I said, we get a scene through the school, and, and Quicksilver is like, "Hey, quit running in the halls. Yeah, let you know I'm still alive." Yeah, and Hank is now got the big desk. Right, Hank is now running the school, and Scott is hanging a plaque on the driveway that's now the Jean Grey School for right. mutants and gifted youngsters. It's not the Xavier School anymore because Xavier gave up his post to Hank, and now Xavier is now sitting in some random cafe table in the middle of France and then he, he Xavier looks up and he sees a few tables away and it's Bruce Wayne sitting <laughs> over there with Catwoman no but it's kind of like yes, that yes it is kind of like that <laughs> <laughs> and then Magneto who early in the movie he's like enough of this old friend shit 
he shows up. He's like, hello, old friend. And he's got a little chess board. He's like, you know, fancy a game? Which, pick a, pick a hand. A white one, I guess. Um, have they, since, so, since first class, have they played chess together? They played chess in X... Uh, X Men, the original. Yeah, X-Men. I know, but did like since it was since McAvoy and Fassbender has been on here, have they ever played chess together? They did in first class. Okay, all right, all right. So it's been a while. Yeah, it would not grant you peace. Peace was never an option. That whole scene, they're playing chess. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So the last time they played chess was thirty years ago. Sixties, <laughs> <laughs> seventy, eighty, ninety. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> For old time's sake, he wasn't playing around when he said old time's sake. For old time's sake, it's really old. (laughs) Really old times, yeah. Uh, Oh, by the way, real quick, you said when the whole uh, changing the name to the Jean Grey school, that is a thing in the comics. That actually did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is. uh, It didn't happen in the 90s, but yeah. Um, And that's pretty much it. Like, uh, they pan up from them playing chess, and you see, like, the Phoenix force is still like flying out there in space oh yeah it's still out there. are they hinting at a sequel <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what, what the post credits maybe say. it's like skeletor coming up and saying i'll be back it's not gonna happen i'm still waiting for it damn it <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for that skeletor sequel yeah it's the plant at the end of low shop of horror smiling at mm-hmm. you yep. they're gonna make that low shop of horror sequel one day i'm telling you rick moranis is gonna come back Nice. No, he won't. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, that's it. No post credit scene, no nothing. Obviously, it's the end of the whole shebang. Uh, and uh, what's the what's the expression? Not going out with a yell, with a bang, yeah, with a whimper, with, with a whimper. Yeah, I think that's how it. Uh, I think you can summarize this franchise. <laughs> it was not worthy of the culmination of a 20-year franchise no it, it not not the way it, you know uh, uh the marvel universe is half that it's like 10 11 years mm-hmm. and then endgame felt like wow you guys built up to this mm-hmm. everything was planned to get to this moment there was yeah. there was so much weight behind it there was so much anticipation and, and we felt like wow you delivered on the promise you've been making for 10 years this franchise, which has lasted nearly twice as long, and it failed to deliver it on any level. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Logan would have been a better cap to this saga. This didn't even feel like they were aware it was the last movie. <laughs> it's like they didn't care. They didn't care. It's it's. I hate to you know, Sophie Turner, man. What is it about you with with joining franchises to just that when you get to the end game, you just don't care anymore. At the last mile, that last sprinting mile, they just like she gives a fuck, and let's just not even give a shit in the last minute. I did hear that there were like, on like during production, there were like daily rewrites, like every day, pretty much, of what was going on, what the what the script was calling for, so. It shows. I wonder if... Well, let me ask you this. Um, I've, I've made my uh, uh, thoughts and opinions clear on Sophie Turner. What do you think of her? Um, okay, so going back to Apocalypse, I had 
very low expectations because I wasn't a really big fan of her. Um, I thought she did a decent job as Jean Grey in Apocalypse. In this one, um, everything happens kind of quickly in the movie. Like it's just like the one opening scene, and then she's already on her way. <laughs> yeah. So she came Phoenix in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like to when I say in Apocalypse, she was okay. You don't take someone that's okay and make them the focal point of the whole movie. And I don't, I didn't care enough as for her as Jean Grey to be the focal point of the movie. So it's like the producers are not looking at like, wow, this actress, people are loving her, she's rocking it. Let's do more with her character. Mm -hmm. They're just looking at the character of Jean and disregarding the fact that, well, yeah, but the actress playing her is not working. Who cares? No. Let's just do something with this character. The name Phoenix. People understand. People know that word. We need to do something with that. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm not the. I, I was I, maybe just indifferent to her. You know, I. I didn't. Well, I, I didn't I hate hope, her, but I didn't like her. Either, so. <laughs> well, I hope that Sophie Turner after this just fades into nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she's had a good... The last 10 years have been good to her. She's had a wonderful life of fortune and everything, despite having no talent and just being lucky. But just just go away. That sounds really mean, but... Uh... <laughs> well, look at her on Game of Thrones. Like, half the time, she's just staring into the camera. I don't think she's very good on Game of Thrones. No. Not at all. Mm. That's I think why she was, was a child actress Yeah, who was plucked. And given a role, mm-hmm. and that's all she did for the next ten years because she was lucky enough to be cast in that role. Yeah, and she used it as a springboard to get another role, Jean Grey, and she didn't do anything with that. <laughs> no, matter of fact, you know, I kind of was kind of shitting on Jennifer Lawrence for kind of phoning it in this in this movie, but or the last couple of movies, but um, kind of say the same thing for Sophie Turner. Like, I didn't see anything extraordinary coming from her as a performance as an actress in these movies. And she was just, she was there. She played Jean Grey, but it's funny that you want to call this ex women and the two ex women. I hate them both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who's the best ex woman dazzler, right? The best female character in the movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I love that they gave her that blue makeup though. Yeah. You didn't need, it didn't make any sense. You didn't need to do it. That was like, I, I felt like, Finally, for the fans, yeah, you do one thing for the fans so we can be like, oh yes, and it, that's and it, what I wanted. And to it kind of made sense. It was a bunch of people having a party, and she was entertaining the people in the party, singing and shit. And that's part of her powers is making a light show for what she sings. So with well, music, she, she turns sound into, into light, light, yeah. So. And by light, I mean lasers, and she can blast things away. But she uses, and that's why she's in the in the comic. She's actually like a pop a pop music star, right? She has albums. She's famous. She's right. a celebrity. So she's a musician. She's a singer. And her, her power relates to music and sound. And it's really cool. Uh, no, wait. Hold on. In the hold movie. on. I got it. Well, hold on. I decided something. Uh, I think it's is it a deleted scene or is it actually in the movie from Apocalypse where they're in the mall. There's an album. There's a Dazzler album. So is she, like, did they already know her? or What happens in between these two movies? So now she's, now I'm going to say it's a deleted scene, so it's not canon. Yeah, I guess. And I'm going to cut these guys a break because 
I'm not going to hold them to any continuity because it's the X-Men universe. They don't hold themselves to continuity. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not even going to bother. It'd just be easier to just, just cut a check and say, uh, it's deleted scenes, not canon, let it go. Yeah, fuck off, kid. <laughs> yeah, in the 80s. You're telling me that girl, Halston Sage, who looked... You're telling me in the 80s, nine years earlier, she had albums? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to stop making sense. <laughs> We're way past that. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So the X Men franchise is done. Nineteen years of movies. Ten, eleven movies, maybe eleven, twelve. I lost count. Yeah. Uh, some good ones. Few clunkers. Most of some of them are just straight up meh. Yeah. But I really think uh i hope marvel can do something better oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. um but but i will always appreciate what the x-men did in 2000 almost 20 years ago they made a good movie mm-hmm. and they took it seriously and uh it was a different culture they didn't embrace comics as much as we do today they gave them leather outfits and things like that but if it wasn't for them you know, we'd be living in a different cinematic world today if that movie hadn't landed the way it did. Probably so, man. You got to think back to your 2000. That was a brave choice by the studio to make a movie on X-Men. Yeah, between X-Men 1 and then X2 and Spider-Man in 2002, mm-hmm. that one-two punch, it was like, okay, I guess comic book movies are a viable property. And every studio started buying up every comic book mm-hmm. they could find. And then the mid two thousands was a wash of, uh, of of clunkers of, of of Daredevil and Ghost Rider and Fantastic Four and it, it was like hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be a fun one. Uh, the the clunkers of the mid two thousands. <laughs> I that think we kind of talked episode. about some of it, didn't we? We've talked about maybe doing that because yeah. there was like Electra and then, wow. <laughs> wow what were you guys thinking you guys sunk tens of millions of dollars into that into that um <laughs> but we owe a great deal of debt to x-men and x2 we do yes so for that we will always be grateful but uh you guys made some pieces of shit afterwards and this movie is among them <laughs> this movie's this movie's garbage but um fun scenes a few fun scenes yeah. It's you know what? I I'm saying this movie's garbage. Would you call this the worst X-Men movie? Ooh, uh it's down there. Um <laughs> I think a proper comparison between what was worse, this or Last Stand? Last Stand, yeah. 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 Or Origins. X-Men or uh Wolverine Origins, yeah. I think. But because these are similar plots of Dark Phoenix, obviously Last Stand is is the go-to comparison. But I think last up until this movie, Last Stand and Wolverine Origins were the go-to hmm. examples of how bad X-Men can be. I think Apocalypse is up there too with how bad a movie can be. But uh, I agree. I just it hasn't lasted as long, yeah. so there hasn't been as yeah. much like literature written on the subject. <laughs> literature, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like YouTubers and podcasters, like we're legitimate writers. Um, we are. Our voice means something. Um, I don't know. I need. I, I would like to see it a second time, but like I said, that last train sequence, I'll watch that on YouTube. That was entertaining. But that's kind of what I take away from, like, uh, 
Well, I was about to say Last Stand or Origins, but to be perfectly <laughs> honest, I never go back and watch scenes of them on YouTube. I watch that Nightcrawler scene. <laughs> you know, I watch other things like that. The only uh, thing uh, rewatchable from those movies for me uh, for Origins would be the the cold open and the opening sequence, or the opening credits. That's it. Re- rewatchability. That's yeah. a good word. Yeah. Uh, cold uh, open from which one? Origins. Where he discovers he's a kid and he gets his claws for the first time, and then he runs. He's, he runs out. Oh, I'll never watch that. And then he goes. Well, the main thing is the. Credits. I don't want to see kids acting. Well, okay. Well, the uh, well when he when he goes into like the opening sequence of him going through all the different wars. Maybe you want to. Maybe you like to go watch YouTube videos of little boys, but uh, now nah, that that scene had nothing. I would like to go watch. For the, the record, uh, I don't like watching little boys on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> It was funny. Chris didn't go on the record to say that. Um, but uh, I, I will say Wolverine Origins, I'll give him this, man. That opening sequence where it's like, you know, starry and exact producer, casting director of him in the Vietnam War and uh, Civil War. I, did, I was just Civil saying War. that, yes. Oh, you said the opening where he's a little boy. And then after you cut me off to make that joke, I was saying during the opening credits when he's going through all the different wars. Yeah. Well, you should just start it with that opening, <laughs> not the little boy scene. <laughs> That's a good scene. Yes. Gavin Hood directed Wolverine, and that's a good opening. Uh, but it was, like, so good. It's like, well, now the movie can't even live up to that. Yeah. And then Last Stand, I don't think there's anything rewatchable from that movie. I can't think. Um, uh, it's pretty bad, yeah. Uh, look, uh, the closest thing... No, wait, I'll take that. The closest thing I can think of for Last Stand is rewatchability. It's a, it's a, it's a quick scene. It's... Uh, Iceman, for the first time in the cinematic universe, Iceman, like, fully ices up and he fights Pyro. So we got the fire and ice. That was building up for the first two movies. Yeah, I'll go oh. with that. Oh, is you like that scene that was like a song of ice and fire? No, it wasn't. But um, yeah, that's, that's probably the only thing that uh, that uh, I would say. And and the performance of uh, Kelsey Grammer's Beast. I do love Kelsey Grammer's Beast. And I love hearing Kelsey Grammer say, oh, my stars and garters. Yes. Like, oh, God, I didn't know how, how much I wanted that until I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it. And B said that. Uh, let me, uh, okay, let me ask you this. Imagine, put, put yourself back in the year that Wolverine Origins came out and you saw Ryan Deadpool in the first 20 minutes of the movie as dead, as, as Wade Wilson. Right. Let's say as Wade Wilson. Were you like, oh, my God, this is Wade Wilson. This is like Wade Wilson in a movie. This is Deadpool. This is exactly what I want. Like, were you excited for that? Was I excited? Probably not excited. I wouldn't say excited is not the word I'd use. Um, but I was more like, oh, hey, look, here's Deadpool. <laughs> mm. See, that was a that was a no win scenario because mm. Ryan Reynolds did play Deadpool. So it's right. like, if you didn't love him then, why do you love him now? Because then it was still Ryan Reynolds, and he's still doing the same shtick. Yeah. Um, which is, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. The only defense to that is the fact that it was Ryan Reynolds in a shit-filled movie. <laughs> so, um, but you didn't know that it was so early. You didn't know the movie. How, you didn't know how bad it was going to be. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. I said, put yourself at that moment. Oh. You didn't know the movie was garbage yet. Um. When you were watching it happen, and you're seeing Ryan Reynolds blocking bullets like he's a jedi but not really moving his arm fast it was just the camera like blurring the sword to make you think he's moving it fast but he's not actually moving it fast so i guess that's the thing 
And when has that ever been a Deadpool thing? <laughs> I don't know. But how do we start? How do we start talking about this? <laughs> He's he's funny and he's charismatic and he's he's got some great arms and and he's he's he, don't get me wrong I, I wouldn't kick him out of anyways where are you so going Ryan with Reynolds this has, <laughs> I forget um <laughs> I guess I just wanted to ask were you pleased with what they were doing to dead with with Deadpool at that moment and forget that they fucked him up at the end of the movie and forget that we had years mm. to hate on it. To where it became like a common thing to troll and oh they fucked up Deadpool, but when it happened in that moment, were you excited, even for for half an hour before he shows up and he's got his mouth shown, sewn up, and he's bald and he's got three foot blades <laughs> coming out of his arm, you know? Um, yeah. In I that mean, moment, well, were you happy? As a, Again, I wouldn't say I was like, oh, my God, it's fucking Deadpool. Yeah, we're getting him. No, it was just like, oh, cool. That's uh, I know who that character is. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but they didn't fuck it up yet. So I wasn't like, oh, my God, what are they fucking doing? No, it was just, uh, OK, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But uh, fair enough. We went off way too long on that. Yeah, one too. sorry. Did, yeah. Um, OK, so now, like, as we've said, uh, Fox no longer owns well, the X Men. Hold on, uh, before we move on to the, I think you're where you're going to go with that. Um, you said what your legacy was. I guess my question is: Is that their legacy? If not, what is their legacy? So, would it be the fact? <laughs> would it be the fact? Because I think I know what it is. But is their legacy more of they were almost? I don't want to say pioneering of the of the current age of of comic movies, or are they more well known for their 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 fuck ups and the continuity and their timelines and oh I, um <laughs> what are the, what are what are these movies going to be remembered for is is what I'm trying to get at here in ten years uh I think in, in ten years from now I think Marvel will um uh, be doing things with the X Men that we're going to love I'm hoping yeah. considering the track record. And we're going to look back on the Fox universe as like, pfft, remember when back when Fox was like just fucking shit up all the time? Yeah. I think it's going to be considered a punchline. A punchline? And a joke. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I remember, I saw X-Men in the theater, right. the first X-Men in the theater. I remember being super excited mm. and I bought it on pay-per-view so I could record it onto a VHS when it was, yeah, I mean, yeah, like. It, it goes back. <laughs> My I, had to, for I had to think about that X-Men for a second. Oh, I forgot you could get them on you get them on pay per view and then you could record them. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like I never ordered a movie on pay per view yeah. without having the VCR ready to go. <laughs> that is that was how we lived back yes. in the day. Yes, kiddos. it was. God, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, kitties. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we lived back then. Uh, yeah, so I recorded a lot of movies on pay per view because it was like. Three or four dollars, yeah, added to your cable bill. Yeah, and I was and I was paying the cable bill at that time. I was like twenty or something, and I was paying the cable bill. And I offered to do it because I was like, "Hey, I'm working and I can pay for the cable bill." But secretly, it was because I like to order uh, pornos, <laughs> and I didn't want anybody to know I was ordering pornos. So I didn't want to get the cable bill, so that's why I offered to pay for the, the cable truth bill. The truth, so set you free. <laughs> And you know what? I always had a VHS tape ready to record them porns. Uh, 
so so their legacy. <clears throat> what was your question again? <laughs> the legacy. Uh, yeah, down the line, people are gonna remember them as 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 a farce, as a mummer's farce of a of a of a franchise. That bad? And... You think it's gonna be that bad? Like not even taking consideration, like Hugh Jackman got his. You know, that's where we know him from. And everybody's already talking about, you know, how are they going to recast him and all this other stuff. And, uh, I mean, there are some good performances throughout. There are some good hmm. scenes. But How would uh, you recast him? Well. Um, would you recast him? I mean, the thing is, if if now the MCU owns it, people are going to want a Wolverine. Yeah. You got you to gotta give him a Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would you cast as, as a in the MCU now? Yes, in the MCU. they own the properties, and we've talked about it in the past. I don't think they should just straight up launch an X Men movie. I think they should spend at least three movies, a one year of movie releases, because MCU releases like three movies a year anyway. Right. Do a Black Panther movie. He meets Aurora, mm-hmm. Aurora a Storm. Right. In the comic, Storm is married to Black <coughs> Panther, so. Release her, um, you know, Avengers movie or, or an X or a Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man runs into another mutant who just happens to be living. Just pepper them out yeah. in the MCU and let them and make people aware for at least a, a full year that mutants are a thing before you show them that mutants are a whole thing with a jet and a mansion <laughs> and a secret thing and you know. Ease us into it. Just, just put a little, just spit on it to make the <laughs> transition a little bit easier to take. That's all I'm asking is for a little bit of spit. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a weird analogy, but I'm gonna stick with it. Well, lube aside, here I had an idea uh, for mm. my intro- yes, yes, yes. My introduction. Uh, I, I agree with not starting off with a movie with them. Yeah introduce them into an established franchise maybe a future sounds good maybe a future avengers movie or some other mcu movie sounds good i'm liking it the only thing i'm going to differ from you and again this is all subjective this is what i came up you're going in dry no loom yes i got a battle scene i got a battle scene going on right okay i got (laughs) i got some stuff i got no i got this planned out check this out oh so okay so they're everybody's fighting the the bad guys are winning uh the good guys are on the ground about to you know uh uh lose the day or whatever and then all out of nowhere we see a red optic blast come from the side screen and everybody stops what is that they turn around and there's the hero shot of the whole x-men team right there and in the background, got a little bit of the old X-Men theme song playing in the cartoon. Just a little bit. Just a little tinge. Just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little, that's all I need. That's all I need. Just, just a little bit. Do it slow. Yeah. Exactly. So you got it. You got it. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe a little smoke in the background just for dramatic effect. We're like genetically hardwired now to like that at our age. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, dun, dun, that's... Dun, 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 dun. I'm liking that. Okay, go on. Yeah. So, um, and that's what I was thinking. Okay, who's gonna be my team? Who's gonna be my Who's gonna be my ex men So, me, I'm going back or, to. Uh, don't you mean ex women? No, I mean the X Men motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ex people. Ex people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, did you basically hear, right? Did you hear about that? Uh, Tessa, Ex non-binaries. Te, uh, Tessa oh, Thompson God. was on interview with uh, Men in, Men in Black, and she said with who they were doing some promotional stuff, and she says she thinks the name of the movie should be Humans in Black. It should be what Humans in Black. Because you can't have men in the title, but you can have black. Yeah, you can have black, but uh, you but you can't have men in the title. Humans. Hey, I hear they're updating Masters of the Universe. Should be called He Person, (laughs) or not even no no because it still says He in it. Yeah. Person. (laughs) (laughs) Person (laughs) and the Masters of the Universe. No, no, it would be no, it would be per hyphen. Uh, per- well, it can't be son, yeah, because that would, uh, it applies to man. So it shouldn't be. Oh daughter. damn it! You got me there too. <laughs> See what I mean? Oh gosh, it's a slippery slope. And you... I'm too woke. Thing is, though, I'm these, too woke these for this shit. Established franchises, He Man and Men in Black. And just leave it alone. Yeah. If you want to start your own brand new comic, be my guest. But quit fucking with shit. Ex women. Yeah. Anyway, you know what that sounds like? Ex women. It sounds like women who. It sounds like people who got a sex change and now they're men, and they're ex women. That's what I think of. <laughs> well, hold on. Now you're gonna say that you're gonna offend someone. So uh, oh, keep on going. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But t- tell me, tell me more about this uh, this this new reboot you have planned because I'm 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 into it. Okay. So again, I had to I had to try to figure out who my team was gonna be right, and uh, I I was figuring why not go for broke. Let's go with I th- what I think is possibly the most popular lineup of the X-Men universe would be from the 90s cartoon. So, okay. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting Cyclops. Whole generation loves that lineup. I, yeah. I, I'm getting Cyclops with the little tri-belt thing that he has. Tri-belt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm getting Jean Grey. Uh, I'm getting Rogue. I'm getting Gambit. I'm getting well. So you have a, you have a, actors in mind. Some of them. Some of them do. I'm act, oh, sorry. Act, actors and actresses <laughs> in mind. Actor people. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> act people. <laughs> um, I do. I had some written down. I was. I, I, we discussed it before we were recording that we were going to talk about, you know, how would we yeah, cast? Well, I'm dying to know. So I'm dying to know. So I figured I could hash out some ideas with you and see, yeah, see please. what we do. Um, but we first, did talk about this, and I, I, I came up with almost nothing. Okay. But uh, you said you had some ideas. I'd love to hear them right now. Okay. So let me let, let me finish with you. So I got Cyclops, Jean Grey. I got Rogue and Gambit, Beast and Storm. It's a good lineup. Yeah. The only one that's missing is that fucking uh, uh, Jubilee because she's a kid. I, I didn't want to cast teens, not yet. Anyways, I'm not going young. I'm not going young in my cast. I'm going. I'm going a little bit older. Oh, because she's young, not because she's Asian. Yes, yes. So there's no racism involved. Although she could now be. Although, although you know what, I guarantee you they will include Jubilee because she's Chinese because China. Mm buys a lot of fucking movie tickets so you know what they're gonna totally put jubilee in this that's probably why they kind of finally they probably shoehorn her in in apocalypse and in this movie oh wait no she wasn't in this movie uh in uh, dark, dark phoenix but uh isn't that kind of funny how she was in this movie she could have she could have just done what dazzlers did yeah just making fireworks but dazzlers cool throw, so. throw, yeah but i mean again that's what the fans 
book readers that nobody cares about what we think. Yeah. But throw a Chinese girl making fireworks and the Chinese yeah, that, audience. That, that, they, didn't China invent like fireworks? <laughs> I think they did. I saw Mulan. <laughs> so I they didn't China invent fireworks? And there's a Chinese girl who's like making fireworks happen when they're eating power? Oh my god. China, they could have sold a billion dollars overseas <laughs> with just that one fucking change. Dude, why is not why does Fox not hire me? <laughs> uh, I can fix their whole studios. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> Disney did that for you. Uh, why doesn't Marvel fucking hire me? <laughs> well, they don't need me. They're doing just fine on their own. Okay, so... Why doesn't Lucasfilm fucking hire me? <laughs> Because they need help, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so you've you've got the lineup, yeah. You've got the cast, most you of got the tools, yeah. you've got the talent. So you have some. You said you had some character. I'm sorry, some actors in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, hit me with them. Hit, hit me. Hit me. Okay. So for for Cyclops, and, and first I gotta say, uh, Ooh, this is good. This is probably like the hardest one is like cyclops is is he's like the most enigmatic character ever stoic almost i guess so yeah there you go yeah. that's a good stoic and yeah. depending on the costume he's usually just like this like this part of his face <laughs> like that's it because everything else is depending if you go it's kind of like casting batman like yeah it's like who are you gonna cast as batman does he have a good chin because that's part of the character cyclops says no a third of his face is away, is not there. So you need a good chin. You you need a sexy mouth, if you will. <laughs> so, tell me the actor who you think has the sexiest mouth. Go. <laughs> well, I didn't take mouths into consideration when I wrote this down, so that's going to be null and void, my friend. So, um, my the uh, the guy that I picked was uh, Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer. You think he has a very sexy mouth? No, I don't. Hmm. Uh, but that's it. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna totally buy that because that guy is like he's kind of like ridiculously good looking. Like I want to punch him in his face because he's like he looks like a comic book character. Yeah. Made person. <laughs> <laughs> he should be Superman. He should be anybody. He should be. Matt Bomer could be any comic book character because he's like ridiculously good looking. Well, actually, he is. He's uh, on Doom Patrol. That's where I was. That's where I was getting my inspiration from. Who is he on Doom Patrol? Uh, Negative Man. Yeah, he's the guy that's all wrapped in bandages and he's got the goggles and the trench coat. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. You're gonna take a gorgeous man like Matt Bomer and wrap him in bandages? <laughs> there's what a lot the of fuck? Th- There's a lot of flashbacks when he's not. Uh, he needs to be Cyclops because he needs to get out of the car. Although, you know what? That's not even fair because it's like it's like playing Judge Dredd. It's like you don't get to show your face. Yeah. And the world needs to see that face. He's a gorgeous... It sounds like I have a crush on Matt Bomer. <laughs> and 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 I... I, I don't. <laughs> Shut up. I don't. But um, he would be good. Although, isn't he a bit... He's like 40-ish. He's oh, like in his he? early forties. He doesn't look it. He doesn't look it. He looks yeah. great, yeah. but I mean, I don't. I think he might be a bit too old to start him on a franchise. Well, like I said, I'm not. I wasn't going for the younger generation because, quite frankly, I don't know a lot of them, and otherwise, I'd, they annoy me. So I didn't want to go young. 
the case. Fair enough. Uh, Who's your next choice? Um, oh, real quick, I want to say for Cyclops, besides Matt Bomer, I saw a lot of people petitioning, not petitioning, but like on other sites and stuff, Chris Pine for Cyclops. Nay. No, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, Jean Grey. Um, I have Evan Rachel Wood from Westwood. Oh, my God. From from Westworld. Oh, West, what did I say? Westwood? <laughs> you said Westwood, but oh, God, she is fucking... Why didn't they cast her in this movie? <laughs> or, or or rather, oh, my God, Ever Rich Wood is brilliant. She's gorgeous. She's a fantastic, fantastic... Go watch the movie 13. Or, or, or oh, my God, she's done so many great... Oh, my God, she's great. Yes, yeah. I'm on board with that. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> um... She's got an incredible resume for an actress as young as she is. She's been working since she was young, and she's been doing some crazy powerful work, even when she was a kid. It's ridiculous. Yes. Okay. I'm on board with that one. Okay. Who else you got? So, for Gambit... Ooh. Um, you better be French. I actually had someone that was French, like, as a... Well, say, say your first choice. Say your first that's choice. not my first choice. I felt like I swayed you. I'm yeah. sorry. Um... Alexander Skarsgård. He is Swedish, but he, um, now I'm picturing him in the costume. He's sexy. He's he's charming. He, ooh, gosh, he he could probably. You know what? He could probably really do that really well. I, he might be a bit too old mm. because I'm, I'm, I'm I keep going younger because I'm thinking. Franchise, right? Marvel wants wants actors who can do this for ten more years. Alexander, uh, he's an attractive man. He's an attractive man. He's a good looking man, but uh, he he just might be a bit too long in the tooth. <laughs> that was a joke for the True Blood fans, <laughs> but um, he could totally do it. Uh, he he's a, he's great at accents. He's Swedish and he sp- speaks impeccable American accent. He'd be great. He would be great. Yeah. If, I like him. If time wasn't a factor, and if we're picking and choosing here, I'd probably also recommend uh, Josh Holloway, Sawyer from Lost, because everybody, I remember everybody wanted him to play Gambit back in the day. Whenever. Uh, uh, I say nay. No? Okay. Well, it's not going to happen anyway. Because he's, he's, he is old. Yeah, he's, yeah, he is. He's, I mean, Lost was like 15 fucking years ago, yeah. and he was even old then. Yeah, F him. So, the, um, there was a. Uh, I was doing some research on this because I, I was like, who would play? Who would be a good gambit? Um, I saw this one name pop up, and I saw some pictures Shannon of him. Tatum, um, Gaspard Ulliel, U L L I E L. He's a French actor, so he just does French movies. But like, I saw some pictures of him, dude. Yeah, he could play. He can make a convincing gambit for sure. <laughs> but I've never. Well, here's here's a question. It's kind of relevant. Does he speak English? <laughs> that is a good. That is a good point. I don't know. It's but, kind of relevant, <laughs> but yes, it is very relevant. But appearance-wise, that's fucking game. Anyway, so yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. I'd go with that. <clears throat> that's my. I go with I go with Skarsgård, <laughs> man. And, and I mean, dude, like, if anybody who who saw Legend of Tarzan, yeah, his chest and his abs just spray paint. The armor that Gambit wears, <laughs> and oh my god, he'd be wearing like like an eight pack of armor. Oh my god, yeah, dude, <laughs> Scarsgar. Fun fact: 
that actor we're talking about, his younger brother is Pennywise in mm-hmm. the Hit movies. Yes. Moving on. What else? And his dad was uh, Eric Skelvin or Sel- from uh, MC- the Avengers movies yeah. in Thor movies. Yeah. Uh, Eric Skelvin, yeah, and <clears throat> a lot of a lot of cool movies. Go with hunting, hunt for October, Goodwill Hunting for Red October. Um, the sequel to both of them. <laughs> for uh, Storm. Ooh, it's kind of a tough one, but I I settled on uh, Naomi Harris. Yes, she would be really good. She's beautiful. She's yes, I I would totally buy Naomi Harris as a new Storm. Uh, she's young enough. Yeah, yes, yes. You God, yes. Take take and, it. run with it. And give <laughs> and um, picture her with Chadwick. For uh, Black Panther and see if they look, because you know they're eventually going to have to get together in the MCU. Mmm. Picturing them together. I'm picturing them together. <laughs> and now I'm feeling very less like a man because I'm picturing them together in Chadwick with his big. So, what's your next actor? All right. So for <laughs> Beast, Black Panther's got to have a huge yes, Beast. <laughs> Um, speaking speaking of beast, sorry. speaking uh, of a beast, <laughs> oh my god! Shadow <laughs> Black Panther's got a beast of a. So who would you cast as Beast? Let me ask you this though: Are you casting him in full Beast mode, yes. or is like Hank McCoy mode? Beast mode, like he's already like he's, he's already in Beast mode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Beast mode. I didn't gotcha, mean, gotcha, I didn't gotcha, mean gotcha. That. Yeah. So um, I'm going <clears throat> since I can't. Well. If if Kelsey Grammer is unavailable, I probably is because he's like sixty something. Yeah. Yes. Um, outside the box thinking here, Russell Crowe. A beautiful mind. Um, he's got a beautiful mind, right? So uh, I I we just joked like ten seconds ago that Kelsey Grammer's too old. I think Kel I think uh, Russell Crowe might you be think so? too old. Yeah. Unless you want a really big like fat blue cat but in the movie well actually in the comics that's kind of what he is now i mean he's he's had that sticky mutation and he's more cat he's well he's the cat yeah but he's not fat <laughs> but another well here, check this out either if it's kelsey Grammer or russell crowe he's gonna be in full makeup anyways right so age i mean you can hide that shit in makeup and and uh Ooh. michael douglas come on all those flashbacks from uh, ant-man they they got MCU's got the de aging shit down, Pat. So uh I was actually surprised at 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 uh, Kelsey Grammer next in Last Stand when he was in like full body beast makeup how slender he looked. Mm-hmm. Cuz I would have thought like Kelsey Grammer at that age and he's just living off Fraser money. Mm-hmm. I thought he would have been like as fat as fuck, but he looked okay when he was walking down the hall. Like, I can't believe this suit still fits mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I was like, whoa, check you out, Kelsey Grammer. Good for you. Maybe you lost it for the movie. Maybe you're just keeping it up. But uh, uh, I think, who's your choice again? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe? No, he has not kept up. He has not kept it up. Okay. If you looked at his filmography, he's like really let himself go. and He, he has never like lost weight for a role in years not since like fucking gladiator has he fucking lifted a goddamn weight for a role <laughs> um do you have any suggestions for beast beast J- J- jason lee 
okay. I, I, as soon as you said that, <laughs> I'm very responsive. <laughs> I was just thinking of a guy who could talk like really well. Like, hey, I'm fucking beast, man. Like, <laughs> wouldn't you want Jason? Okay, I'm not picture it. Jason Lee is beast. Wouldn't you love that? It'd be something. Tell me you wouldn't love that. It'd be something. Tell me you wouldn't <laughs> so love that's it. All, that's all I got. I don't know. I love me It'd some, be amazing. I love me some Jason Lee, but I don't know about being Beast. I think you'd be amazing as Beast. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. So he's very articulate. He, he. Yeah. He'd be a great Beast. Wow. Okay. Um. So the last one is Rogue, and mm. that for me, I'm stumped. Like I could not. I was trying to find someone that could have a good southern accent. It was very attractive, um, but it's got to be. But it's got to be powerful too. She's got. She's got to be. Gotcha. But she's got to be powerful because this rogue, in this in my movie, is going to be fucking powerful. <laughs> she's going to be flying around. She's going to be absorbing shit. She's going to be. Uh, yes, she's going to be post uh, uh, meeting Captain Marvel and absorbing some of her shit. So uh, writing this down, powerful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I got, I got, you know what? <laughs> I got two choices okay. for you. Go ahead. Not one, but two. Uh, I got one, and then as soon as I came up with it, <laughs> I knocked her out in favor of another. But I'm going to give you two choices. Okay. My first, my first thought was Chloe Grace Moretz. Really? Okay. Okay, what, you want to know why? I thought that was because she's from Georgia. Okay. She's an actual Southern Belle. Okay. I'm with it. Alright. She's a pretty girl. She's lovely. She's she she's not a stranger to the comic book character. She's hit girl. Yeah. She's, we know she can kick ass. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's pretty. All that kind of stuff. But as soon as I thought of her, I, I I had Chloe for like two seconds before I knocked her out in favor of a better person. Okay. I hate to say that. Better. Like <laughs> Another choice. Like it, another choice. Yeah. Like better implies that she's taller an alternative she's an alter you got an alternative yeah better implies that she's taller and prettier and a better actress and just better which she is (laughs) and this is an actress i adore Elle fanning who is also from georgia which is why i made that literal just no Uh, leap you know what um one of one of the people I was looking at was actually Dakota Fanning. No, L, L is better in every, every L is better in every way. Okay, she's taller, she's prettier, she's younger, okay. she's better actress. She's she's a fantastic actress. She can sing. Well, Rogue doesn't need to she, sing. She so. just released a new movie where she sings. Um, she's great. She's a great actress. She doesn't. Uh, if you look at her filmography, she is not trying to become a Hollywood actress. She takes passion projects, things like that. She just does. You know, this script spoke to me, and she does this. And the thing is, she's so talented and young and beautiful. She could easily just take a Hollywood franchise. I guarantee you, her desk is just full with like, look at all these franchises are offering <laughs> you. Well, and she's like, no. I, I care about the craft. Yeah. So what's going to make you convince her to take this role? I'm going to back up a dump <laughs> truck full of money up to her house <laughs> and dump it in her front lawn. Now, would you, hypothetically speaking, we get all this done, we get this cast in. Um, 
is is she uh, compatible with Alexander Skarsgård? Who is he playing in? Gambit. Gambit. Uh, oh, uh, oh, sh- well, this is, that's what I'm saying. You went really old. I'm saying I went really young. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, Mr. Skarsgård, but uh, here's a pass for free lunch you can eat <laughs> before you leave the lot. Uh, <laughs> don't let the door hit you on your way out. I'm sorry. Okay, sir. Who, then who? If okay, say you got uh, you got Elf uh, Elf Fanning. You're yeah. casting dudes. You're casting people in their 40s, man. Right. So and this is gonna be a franchise that's gonna last for the next 10 years at least. All right. So. You're not forward thinking, man. You got Elf Fanning. You're not. You're not Feige in it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, because I'm, I'm not him. So, Elf um, Fanning is your rogue. Who do you cast as Gamut to, uh, to be with her? Um. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I, see, I had to. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to think about it. I don't know a lot of like young actors off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I didn't do that. <laughs> That's why I didn't feige it, as you said. Uh, but yeah, the Rogue was the only one I was stumped on. But El Fanning, yeah, we'll do with that. Yeah. Uh, but you never answered my original question. What was it? Who would you cast as Wolverine? Oh, I do have a couple options for Wolverine. Because there is going to be a Wolverine in, in MCU. There just needs to be. Yeah, there's, going, there's going to be, yeah. Um, I got three options for you. Tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to tell me all three at once? Or tell me all three at once and I will give you no reaction. <laughs> okay. Um, I got Tom Hardy. I got Scott Eastwood. And I got Joel Edgerton. Okay, first off, Scott Eastwood... Knock him off the table. <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy, he's not bad. He was in. The, he was actually in the talks for like a long time mm-hmm. yeah. to take up the reins after. And Hugh Jackman after, even uh, said Hugh Jackman endorsed him to take the role after him. He's he's like five ten. He's mm-hmm. not. I mean, that's that's as low as you can get. Yeah, we would all love a five foot three actor who is buff and hairy and sexy but that just doesn't exist <laughs> sorry <laughs> so uh tom hardy would be probably he would be pretty good he's good at at, at speaking and just maybe turn in the wind can he say uh, bub good that's ma- all he needs to say is bub yeah, yeah bub <laughs> oh my god yeah bub hey bub if we've seen venom or mad max he's good at being uh I'll buy that. Uh, Joel Edgerton, though. Oh, I'm worried he's a little bit long in the tooth, but I think he would have been good like 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's funny because Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy. Do you ever see the movie Warriors? Yes. I think, wait, wait. They so played what, brothers. That's the, yeah, the the boxing movie, right? M- they played MMA, MMA fight- fighters. Yeah, yeah. And they were, they were brothers, half brothers, and they went and fought. And it's like... That's a really good, and it was directed by Gavin Hood, who directed Wolverine ah. Origins. Yeah, it's all full circle, sort of. In, full circle in this, com- oh, man, in this conversation. This. Yeah, it's yeah. actually a really good movie. More more people need to watch it. Uh, Nick Nolte is in it too. Uh, it's a good movie. Um, oh, I like Joel Edgerton. Yeah, 
I would rather give it to him though. I think he's a better actor than Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy. He he, he he tries to do more with less, mm-hmm. and that's great. But uh, Joel Edgerton gives you a little bit more as an actor. And uh, yeah, if 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 the coin toss between the two, I'm gonna go with Joel okay. to cast. I think Joel Edgerton could 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 probably rock it. And another thing with with Tom, well, two things with Tom Hardy. One, uh, he's he's already Venom. He's already Venom, and there's already been rumors that Sony wants Venom in the next. Spider-Man, part like the third movie, whatever they do. So if that's happened, he'll be in the MCU. So you can't have that. So and secondly, uh, there's nothing that's going to be if he plays Wolverine. There's nothing to muffle his voice to make him sound incoherent in the movie. So that's part of his. That's part of his thing. You know who I would cast Wolverine? Hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Harry. <laughs> He's really hairy. He's, the guy's got a hairy chest. He's got a sexy, happy. Tr- I mean, he's he, <clears throat> he's a hairy man. He's he's like you, you can't find a better actor than this guy around. Well, I'm not he's doubting his one of the yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not doubting the acting skill, but I, it's his uh, his eyes. He doesn't look mean. Like he looks. Uh, Wolverine, like he's a pissed off dude. He's got to look mean, like just about all the time. Did you see Southpaw? Uh, did I see that one? I can't remember. If I saw that one. You're asking me if you saw it. I don't know, but no, he he plays like a like a like came from the streets and I turned to a boxer and now I got money. But he's like, uh, what the fuck? I don't know. What the, he's a low class guy who's just a fighter, nothing else. So you use that and movie. He put as on a... a lot of muscle for that role. He's hairy. He's hairy like Wolverine. How many actors are hairy? <laughs> uh, who's got that Wolverine? I I need a hairy Wolverine. It matters to me. I need a Wolverine who looks like he's got like a hairy asshole. Great. Um, so is he under? Is he under? <laughs> is he under six feet tall? He's like five ten. Mm, well, that's the best we're gonna get. Yeah. yeah. I think he could do it. I just came up with it, but I think he could fucking rock a Wolverine. We know he can grow like a good beard and the mutton chops. Well, the, we know we know he could do basically anything. Well, the, he, come on, this is Jake Gyllenhaal. He's one of the best actors we have working right now. Well, to my point, he's already in the MCU. He's Mysterio, so that's not going to happen. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> fuck it! <laughs> Forgot he's. Come on, give me our name, Mysterio. Oh fuck! <laughs> Maybe he'll die. And, and, oh fuck! Damn it, Jelon! Why did you do that? <laughs> Does it ever bum you out when you see an actor you love commit to a comic book movie that is not MCU? Because as far as I'm concerned, that's the only franchise worth joining. Mm-hmm. And if you're an actor who, if you're a good actor who's worth your shit, and you sign on to something outside of it, it's like oh. You don't know comics, then don't you? you don't <laughs> Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams becoming joining Venom. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing actress, three-time Oscar nominee, I think. She doesn't know comics. She's like, comic movies are big, right? I guess I'll sign a contract to come into this one then. Ha ha. Oh, pobrecita. She doesn't know that <laughs> it's a terrible movie. It made money they though. Should have waited. 
Yeah, it wasn't good. I don't think. It wasn't great. Um, but uh, who else could there be? Ooh, Magneto. If there's a brand new X-Men movie, there's got to be a Magneto because people are going to expect a Magneto because he's been in every single goddamn fucking X-Men movie. Yeah. Even when they bring in other villains. Apocalypse is a villain, but Magneto's still in. <laughs> um, so so who would you cast as a brand new Magneto? Okay, as good as... Or Xavier. Ooh, I got I got an Xavier. Uh, but... You're gonna, give me the Xavier first. I have Timothy Dalton. Oh my god. I hope he looks good bald because I love that idea. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, that's so fucking good. <laughs> that's really good. If he looks good bald. There I was a, He's always had a great head of hair. Yeah. There was a scene in uh, Doom Patrol. 007 is Xavier. Oh my god. <laughs> change my shorts right now <laughs> yeah because he plays like the the mentor in uh in doom patrol and he's in a wheelchair oh god no he no he's in a wheelchair back to the fucking doom Patrol. this is the second time I mentioned. okay so he's in a wheelchair and yeah that's why i said back yeah and he's um he's in a wheelchair in that fucking show yeah are you kidding me no it's the character he plays well now now we realize you went really far in your imagination then I'm liking this idea less. <laughs> um, There's a superhero show where guys in a wheelchair, and I thought of him as Xavier. You sound like a freaking movie. Well, executive you know dude. what? If you quit interrupting me, I'm trying to get to my point that I'm trying to make. But uh, please, yes. Well, there is a scene in. Well, there's a couple scenes actually where he's actually uh, trying to uh, teach and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. Um, because he's uh, he's trying to get in control of this uh, this one member called Crazy Jane, um, and he's talking to her, trying to get her in control of her powers, and yeah, it's very Professor Xy, I guess you could say. Which I guess you'll say, oh, it's not an inspired choice, but to me, it's it's inspired enough for me. That's what I got, and you liked it initially, so I don't want to hear it. Well, it's because I like Timothy Dalton. <laughs> I liked. I thought he was a. I thought he made two shitty movies as James Bond, mm-hmm. but the thing is, he was a good James Bond. It was the movies that were right, shitty, right. but he was good as James Bond. And but I've loved that motherfucker since Flash Gordon, as as Prince Baron. You know, where you go, I follow. I thought he was. A, I thought he rocked it in uh, Flash Gordon, and I've loved that motherfucker since I was a little kid. So and and then Hot Fuzz. I'm a slasher of prices. He rocked in Hot Fuzz. He rocks everything I've ever seen him in. Yeah. I guess that's the thing. I guess he's British, so I haven't seen everything he's ever been in, but the guy just rocks everything. But yeah, I guess the question okay. is, like, would he look good bald? <laughs> that's the question. Yeah. That is the question, because he's still got a good head. Do you have any... And, and uh, uh, Penny Dreadful. Yeah. If you've ever seen yeah. Penny Dreadful, he, is, he fucking rocks the shit out of Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Um, he's so fucking cool. Um, uh, do you have anybody for Professor X? Um, somebody bald. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> no. 
okay, X-Men, we're going on a mission. No. Uh, give me hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I. I didn't give. I didn't give this a lot of thought. I'm sorry. Let me. Let me ask you this. As okay, so we know from already past experiences that uh, Marvel Studios has locked it in. They they got the key. They figured it out for de aging technology. So why can't <laughs> why can't instead of de aging, why can't we just kind of age up uh, McAvoy and Fassbender, make them a little bit older. Because they want to dissociate themselves from the Fox universe as much as they can. Well, this would do that, wouldn't it? Not by casting the exact same actors. It would confuse people. People would think, is this this the same universe? People would get confused. You're crushing my dream, man. (laughs) I'm sorry, but but, dude, people would not realize. Like, we would know it because we would read studio notes and things like that a year ahead of time. (laughs) A person goes to the theater and be like, Hey, that's the same guy from the last X-Men movie. He looks older, but I don't know, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they are idiots. And I'm not worried about offending anybody, because if you're listening to this episode, then you know a thing or two about movies. And people who would do that, yeah, they're fucking retarded. <laughs> so, um, so Magneto. I, I, I started saying, like, you got to have a Magneto, because you can't have X-Men without Magneto. Yeah. I, I, Do you have a Magneto? Not off the top of my head, no. Okay, I got, I got a couple. Okay, I don't think you'll like them <laughs> <laughs> at all. So I was like, okay, this has to be an older gentleman. He has to be Jewish because it's Magneto. So I was like, okay, Billy Crystal. Who else what? would be? Would, come on, Billy Crystal's Magneto is great, right? Come on, what are you doing to me over here? <laughs> over oh. here, hey, Xavier, you look marvelous. <laughs> no, Billy Crystal, right? He's old. He's no. Jewish. He could have kind of lived. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> I realized that was a bit out of touch. <laughs> People wouldn't accept him, and he maybe he needs to go a little younger. But I was still hung up on the Jewish thing. Who's your next pick, so, Mel Brooks? Well, no, I said younger. I said he's got to go. He's got to skewer just a little bit. Uh, he got to skewer a little younger. All right. And we got to get the masses in. Mm-hmm. So we want mass appeal. We want char- we want charisma. We want him to look sexy as an old man. We want him to be Jewish. Who else is better than the fucking Goldblum? The fucking Goldblum is Magneto. Uh, 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 here comes metal into your heart. Uh, uh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> as Magneto would be great. <laughs> He's already in the MCU, fool. What? He's already in the MCU. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> shit fire. I didn't even think about that. Uh... That's, that's an alien in another world. This is a mutant on Earth. By an amazing coincidence. <laughs> they happen to be identically Jeff Goldblum. Um, Jeff Goldblum is a Magneto. Imagine Goldblum with that helmet. He's like 6'4". He's, 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 he's got those long fingers. He's got the glasses too. He's got the glasses. He's got the glasses that he takes off every yeah. other minute because yeah. he just does it. Um, uh, everybody's got a speech and uh, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 
Nobody cares. <laughs> Dude, tell me that. Tell me you wouldn't want to see him though as Magneto in a SNL skit for five minutes. Sure, <laughs> yes, I would love to see that, but not. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's all I had though. <laughs> I, I wasn't taking this seriously when you told me to to come. No up shit. Characters. Other than Rogue, I uh, I just started to have fun. I'm thinking of old Jewish guys. <laughs> But I, um, I, as I'm arguing this, though, I think Jeff Goldblum might be a good Magneto. No, I love Jeff. I love the Goldblum, but uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Doesn't know he's well. I guess the, neither movie. I don't think Ian McKellen or Michael Fassbender are Jewish, but I think also today with talking about the uh the justice warriors we we're speaking i think we would need a jewish man you know no isn't the whole point of an actor is <gasps> to be able to ben stiller is magneto <laughs> hey hey ha, ha, Xavier, ha, ha, i'm gonna shut middle ha. Uh, uh, <laughs> ben stiller he's he's like five foot tall um, jerry seinfeld what's, Magneto, what's oh the deal God, what's the deal with all these over here? <laughs> what's the deal <laughs> oh god no i i would hey i hate that i fucking hate him um I, th- I just think he needs to be jewish i think the mcu would do not not that the fox universe didn't do just to that they showed him growing up in a concentration camp they showed magneto with those with those numbers tattooed on his forearm, they, they, we got why Magneto was who he right. was. Yeah. And the thing is, the comics, they did all the work for them. Yeah. The movie just had to touch on that. But a guy who, like he says, never again will a people be oppressed and uh, obliterated just for being born different. Yeah. And that, 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 that goes for mutants and Jewish people during the Holocaust. And I think that the MCU could have a lot of fun with that. Not fu- not fun, but they could they could explore that creatively. And I think it would need to be a Jewish person. Ben Kingsley? No, he, he's not Jewish. He just played a German guy in a movie. I'm thinking, what am I thinking of? Oscar Isaac, he played a Jewish guy. Well, he couldn't do it. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll as Magneto. Seth Rogen. Oh, God, stop, stop. You're, you're embarrassing yourself now. <laughs> hey, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking Jewish people. I know, right? You're like veering so far away from what we're talking about. Yeah, um, I know. Let's see. I'm trying to find, see if I can find some good. But he should be Jewish. I do. I do think that's an important part of his character arc. It's an important defining part of why he is the way he is being a child of the Holocaust and the horrors he's seen from his family and his race being wiped out, I think he needs to be Jewish. What a, convincingly I, Jewish. I did see this one um, for Magneto. David Morrissey played the governor in Walking Dead. Yeah, I know who David oh. Morrissey is. Uh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> he was a basic instinct too. So yeah. Um, I haven't seen him since Walking Dead. I don't know what he looks like. Is he Jewish? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I'll say nay. Okay. I saw... Um, I'm not going to let go of the Jewish thing, dude. Okay. What about for Professor X, Mark Strong? 
no. I said no. I, I love say, Mark yeah, Strong. Yeah, I do too. I, I say no on him only because he's still, he plays a good villain. So what about Mark Strong as Minito? Um, but he's not Jewish? Is he? He's not. I, is Strong a Jewish name? I don't know. No, I guess. I don't know. But no, it's not. <laughs> I... I think he's a good actor, but he's yeah he does do a good villain. He just has a sinister look to himself. He's he's been a he's been a comic villain comic book villain like three times already, in Kick Ass, in Green Lantern, and Shazam. Mm-hmm. So he's running the gamut of playing comic book villains. I can't imagine he'd want to be like you want to be Magneto. Oh, fine, I'll do it again for the fourth time. You know, I imagine he's tired. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, here's one for Wolverine. What about this? Uh, I don't. Ugh, no, I don't like this one. Uh, John Bernthal, Wolverine. No. <laughs> he's got the voice. Uh, uh, he's got the voice. He's, he's kind of. He's got the gruffness for it, I guess. But uh, I don't know. He's Punisher. Like I don't know. It's be weird. He is Punisher. Yeah. He's too old. Yeah. Like whoever you cast, he's got to be like. Hugh Jackman's played this character for almost twenty years, and they got luck- got to have somebody who can play this for twenty. They years. got lucky with Jackman because Jackman kept himself in shape, and he like for fifty years old, he's still jacked, probably better now at fifty than he was. He's a jacked man. There he is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's a huge jacked man. <laughs> Bam! I just said that. <laughs> You sure you don't want to come around to Billy Crystal as Magneto? I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun. What about the Pedro Pascal as Nightcrawler? What? <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, no, I was looking... The guys, the guy was born in Chile, and you wanted to play a German. Uh, yes. Yeah, Where did that come from? Lindsay. F- hey, fun. you know what? What if we just make Nightcrawler a woman? Because uh, you know, women. Oh, yeah. Did you notice my casting choices were straight from the comic source? I didn't veer off. I didn't make anybody any different uh, gender or race or anything. I stuck to the source <laughs> material. I'm just saying, uh, hey, women. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you know Lindsay Fonseca? Yeah. As What about How Much Your Mother, Kick-Ass? Uh, uh, the... Uh, What's that show? Uh, Nikita. Nikita. Yeah, yeah, I know her. What about her as Rogue? Um, nay. No. Okay. Hot, she was in Hot Dog Time Machine, also. Uh, a beautiful young actress. No. Um. No. I. I'm kind of stuck on my uh, Georgian girls. Okay. My Grace Moretzes and my Fannings. That's you know what well, those are. Those are good. And I, like I said, I couldn't even think of if anything for Rogue. So. What about it? Who would you cast for Shadowcat? Kitty Pride. Oh. Lily Collins. You're, you're Googling right now. She was in, um... She's she's not, like, super young. She's, like, 30-ish. So, uh... She's just... She's gorgeous. Not a bad actress. Um... She's just kind of my go-to whenever you ask me anything... I just think she's. <laughs> if I was building a woman like weird science style, where you feed pictures into it, it would just be nothing but pictures of Lily Collins. 
Um, oh, she's kind of cute. Ooh, wow. I think she could be a good. Um, who'd you ask me again? <laughs> 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 she could be a good whoever you said that I forgot. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. Pr- oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Kitty. Kitty. Kitty Pride. Yes. Kitty's Jewish. Uh, Kitty, Kitty Pride. Yeah. Fräulein. <laughs> Kitty is Jewish, but that's not like a big part of her character the way it is with Magneto. But no, she would be a good kitty if it, if you sort of jump into the franchise where they're like established. Mm. If you want to go like like Pride of the X-Men where Kitty is the youngest like 13-year-old joining them. You know what? Maybe you know who might be a good young kitty? Mm. Haley Steinfeld. I was looking for a place to cast her because I actually did like her. I was thinking about putting her somewhere, but I couldn't. But yeah, Haley Steinfeld is a uh... She could be a good kitty. Yeah. <laughs> she could be a good kitty. Good kitty. Good kitty. Good kitty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds... Oh, we're just He-Man womaners. Uh, she could be a good kitty, and then we put Lily Collins somewhere, anywhere else, as long as she's in there, because she needs to be in everything, because she's gorgeous. Hmm. Then we're... But Haley Stamp, yeah, she's like 20-ish. She's young. She could be a little younger than the rest of the X-Men. She could be like the newbie. Why not? I want to say, like, it worked in Pride of the X-Men, but it didn't because that pilot never got picked up. <laughs> Although it's worth watching on YouTube, P-R-Y-D-E of the X-Men. Go check yes. it out. It's wonderful. X-Men, X-Men. X-Men. Go check it out. <laughs> Go fucking watch it. X-Men, X-Men. It's, it's worth a fucking <laughs> watch. If you haven't seen that cartoon, what are you waiting for Magneto's horns or something, something. something. Yeah. I can't make a joke because I don't. I've never learned the fucking original lyrics, so I don't know how to make a joke. <laughs> you did pretty good, actually. That, was, that wasn't bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go watch uh, Wolverine be an Australian. Right. Never see that again. <laughs> Except when Hugh Jackman was cast Wolverine, because Hugh Jackman's Australian. Yes, I, I, I know. Yeah, that was a, that was a joke. <laughs> No, it wasn't. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, is it? Yeah, we've God. We spent more time just like talking about X Men than we actually did reviewing Dark Phoenix. This is a long episode. It's long, but it was. You know what? It was fun, and it was. You know what? We uh, we're done with the, with the X Men franchise for now, anyways, until the MCU does something with them. But uh, we. This is it for us. We wrapped it up. Like like we said from the start of the show, we've done. All the other mainline uh, X Men movies before, and this is gonna kind of put a cap on all that. So, anything else you'd like to add before we uh, close it off? Um, you know who did the score for this movie? Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I saw that. Like us, and he's like a big time composer. Yeah, and I think he just kind of fell asleep on his keyboard because this score was it for this movie. Was there a score? It's his first time doing it. <laughs> This is his first time doing an X-Men franchise. Yeah. Up till then, I think it's mostly been John Ottoman, which is why maybe that's why we didn't get the uh, the zooming through the subway, like, opening, because that would have required the original music. Uh, I, I, I think it was very uninspired score, and it makes me sad, because I think Hans Zimmer is a great composer, but uh, pfft, he didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't know that there was a score in general. I don't remember nothing stands out or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, score can really boost the movie uh, I think this is about, I think that was the last check on my notes okay alright well that's gonna 
do it for the X-Men franchise, and that's going to do it for this episode. So, uh, for the X-Men franchise. Yeah. Um, if y'all uh, enjoyed this episode, give us a uh, like review on iTunes or Apple Music now, or whatever they're calling it, or Apple Podcasts. What, they changed it now, right? It's something different now. But uh, or they're changing it anyway. But anyway, um, give us a like, uh, rate review. We'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, check us out on anywhere that you get your uh, podcast from. Again, we are on Spotify <laughs> now. so Wherever good podcasts are sold. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, of course, follow us on uh, social media at facebook.com slash rewind. Also on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, that's going to do it. So, until next time, always remember to pop your culture. You think you can fix me? Jane, you are not broken. This is the end, beautiful friend. The mind is a fragile thing. Takes only the slightest tap to tip it in the wrong direction. This is the end. Charles, what did you do? I had to keep her stable. I protected her. From the truth? another word for that I came looking for answers you feel like you don't belong here you don't they can't begin to comprehend what you are she's changing into what you didn't come here looking for answers you came here looking for permission Jean She's all rage, pain, and it's all coming out at once. Jean lost control, but she's still our friend. This is your fault, Charles. The world is on the brink. I'm sorry, I didn't stop it sooner. You're always sorry, Charles, and there's always a speech, and nobody cares. There's still hope. Don't do this. They're right to fear me. I've seen evil. And I'm looking at it now. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo.